11 o'clock comics episode 162 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, levity. Love it. Fancy sounds like you're in a good place. I'm in a very good place. About goddamn time. Well, now I'm I'm out of the good place now. Did you me? I've worked my magic again. I had a good day today. No, 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 no. No, it wasn't so much about work. It was what happened at work. Did you read my tweets today? Did not. That was I'm kind of not spending a whole lot of time on Twitter. I noticed that. Twitter's getting so much better. Yeah, huh? Oh, very positive, very uplifting Twitter experience. Well, I like how how first you had a question earlier today, and I kind of came back to something. Thank you. Yes, the digital web. I appreciate it. I did check that out. That's awesome. Yeah. And also, um, uh, uh, is it Jake Campbell? Um, Bruce Campbell. No. Um, no, I forget who. <laughs> Campbell uh, Soup. Uh, letter, but I downloaded some uh, Judge Dredd uh, unlettered pages and scripts from his site. So, oh, oh, nice. Okay. And lettered, yeah, lettered a couple of Judge Dredd. Uh, you're going to become uh, the next Chris Iliopoulos, huh? Who, you're well, lettering? No, I, I, may, I, I may be lettering a story soon. Dude, you can do that on the computer. I did. <laughs> Just put the pages in, the, in your typewriter. There you go. Vince, what were you tweeting? What was the good news? No, I don't want to toot my own horn. It's not what? a big deal. It's not Heard a big it. deal. Heard it. Larry Motter called me brilliant. That's right. Yes, <laughs> I did see that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes, he did. Alex Pop was wrong. Yes, he did. What was the... Um, I don't want just look at my tweets. I don't want to get into it right now. It's too long, and I'll be gushing, and I'll be all giddy and shit. Congratulations. I know it. I know it. My, my idol. Giddy, huh? It's true. It's like if Frank Zappa came back from the dead and said, you're all right. No shit. That yeah, is awesome, It's okay. Buddy. It's okay. Hey, everybody. Look at this. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 162, and I am Vince B. It's going to do. You're brilliant, Vince. I'm and not. I'm no, I, I bamboozle very easily. <laughs> David. I said who I was. Go, David. You did. God you damn did. it. See? I know. Fucking rookie. Well, see, he's because they want to move the borders back. David took extra time. Move the borders back what? <laughs> to Israel. David moved the. Oh, holy shit! Current events. Current oh, events. Oh, this is listening to NPR. People are going to mistake us for round comics. Nah, it won't happen. David. I, twice I said it. We'll do it again. Yay! Oh my God! Jesus Christ! Is this our first fucking episode? <laughs> He's doing it on purpose. And then there were three. Somebody else is here. I can hear him breathing. He's a mime. He's muted. I'm waiting for David. You did it. He did it. We did he it. Did I couldn't hear him? Oh, he three must have time. bounced out for a second. Could've oh, been. my bad, people. Well, I was busy conquering the planet because I am two tank Coleman. <laughs> what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. David said, "What? <laughs> no, you're tank not." Coleman. Yes, no, I am. No, 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 no. You, what is that from? It's from American Barbarian. Oh, 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 yes. The fantastic, oh, did that unbelievably see a... good Tom Scioli webcomic. Oh, see, I have a little bit of Tom Scioli uh, news tonight, too. Okay. 
Dude, well, did you not see, read the webcomic? I have the. I don't. No, I don't. I don't read the webcomic. Did comic. you see the bananas commission that he did for one of our formites, the Doom Patrol commission? It is bananas. That's the sweet. Yes. It's oh. super sweet. Now I got to write Tom Cioli in our show notes again. It's gonna be like, what is he kicking you guys stuff back? Because we mention his name a lot, don't well, we? We have to because it's in the oh, summit city. Well, you got the he has, uh, And he's yeah. all awesome. He's all kinds of yeah, awesome. awesome. It's true. I gotta get my my demon commission from him inked at some point. His favorite of comic comic of all time is uh, New Gods number seven, with the uh, awesome packed storyline. And I almost agree with him. Almost. Do you guys actually have a a favorite single issue of all time? Yeah. I sure I do. You would. Yours is like Commandy number three. Yeah, it is Commandy. No, number nine. Number nine. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Tracking site. Love that friggin' issue. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I have to really think about it. It's, yeah, I can't it's, say that I do. I, I have a favorite story. It's, but it's. It wow, we its own issue. We got to pick the pace up here and get lively. You guys are like, this is NPR, isn't it? You're pausing and shit. Yeah. Let's yeah. be happy. All right. We so are. wait. So not. No, you're not Jason Wood. You are Jason Wood, and <laughs> this. <laughs> Cluster is brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, Mr. Comic Book Aficionado, with your name tag and everything, can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wamba discounts, like the New Teen Titans games hardcover. Yes, not a dream, not an imaginary story. It is coming oh, out, supposedly. It's, it's still a imaginary story, but I have And DCBS has it at half off, just like boys' pants. You can get it for $12.49. Rachel Rising from the mind of Terry Moore, his brand new series. 50% off again, $1.99. And Sergio Aragones, I don't care if I pronounce it wrong. Sergio Aragones Funnies number one from Bongo is a whopping 45% off. You can get it for $1.92. $1.92? $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $
their their smaller batch, higher end uh, brews grab them because they are all fantastic. They do uh, a, a red ale out of their Unchained series. That is one of my favorite red ales. But this, if you're looking for a, a, a nice uh, uh, white, refreshing summer ale, which we're starting to God, hopefully, as it's 50 goddamn degrees here in Chicago right now, hopefully we're going to be getting into some warm weather and uh, and you can get into these gold nails and they are they are delicious for the summertime. You, so, um, uh, so Vince, how about you? You said Unchained, and the second the word came out of your mouth, I heard the riff, the Van Halen riff, right in my head. Nice. How, how does that happen? It's I, word I association. You taking no. Okay. No. What am I drinking? Yes. Take a guess. Uh, Yingling Black and Tan. Very good. I had That's one mo- this weekend. It was very tasty. It's, it's amazing beer. Move on. Yeah. I, it's, I, I don't know if I would call it amazing. It's, it's, a, it's, an, oh. it's, it's nice. Hmm. It's amazing. Wow. My bottles have capes on them. It's awesome. All right. Uh, <laughs> David, how about you? Uh, it's, it's above it's service. freaking hot outside, so I'm headed yeah, it is. a little light. Uh, uh, my uh, my old standby, the uh, Bardolino. Oh, Bardolino. Yep. Send some of that heat this way, because I'm going to a baseball game tomorrow, and I'm tired of this 50, 50 degree bullshit. Yeah, no, I'm tired of walking across seventy high seventies degree campus. So you can have it. Oh, Speaking of heat, Jason always brings it. Bring it. It's true, and uh, today is no exception. I am drinking uh, one of Chris's uh, favorite brewers, uh, a Magic Hat Single Chair, uh, which is a uh, you know a golden. Uh, I guess it's a. I don't know if it's a pilsner. Yeah, yeah it's a pilsner. Mm-hmm. It's a pilsner. pilsner. Yeah. I've not had their pills. Ooh, it's good. That single chair. It's the first time I'm having it as well. Okay, yeah, they're they're uh, they're number nine. Is one of my one of my absolute favorite beers. Yeah, it's very uh, it's it's smooth. It's uh, it's smooth like uh, like Vince B. Hey. Goes down like butter. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I thought you were going to take that in a totally different direction. I'm glad you didn't. Hey, um, r- real quick, not that I want to um, hijack things here, but I I do have oh, my no, favorite story. My favorite story, and I don't think it was uh, a full issue, but it was uh, from the uh, Superman Annual number eleven. And it's uh, for the man who has everything. That's my favorite. Ah, oh, yes. Oh, look at you. Wow. Yeah, that is a good one. It is. It's yep. a very good one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know if I'd have to. Uh, wow, put a gun to my head. Favorite story? Jeez. Well, still Commandy 9, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's just the highlight of the entire run for me. The whole run is just great. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a suck-ass answer, isn't it? I don't uh, know. I mean, well, it's not like oh. only read like three dozen comics, oh, no, dude. And, you know, you've, you've, you've <laughs> been reading since the Yellow Kid, so it's not like we really. It, it, there's a lot to, to choose from, dude. Oh, sure. I, yeah, right. Yeah. All right, let's get this train moving. Chris, you said you wanted to start it off. Oh, wait. You know what? I got to write uh, something down because we have voicemails this time around. Hey! hey. Oh, hey. How about that shit? Um, you know what? How about Chris? Chris could barely get. Oh, hey, he could barely contain his excitement. Oh, we got good ones this time. Um, let me read. Let me let me read something. No, no Templar. Let me read something to you, and it's Tom Cioli based, so it it is relevant to what we talked about at the beginning. And finally, I how many times have I brought up Archaea? Or Archaea in the past. Yeah, Archaea. I pronounce things stupid. You know me. Archaea, I I like some of their titles, but 
as a rule, they don't usually sure attract not. my attention. No, I know. This time they have attracted my attention in a huge way. I was sent a uh, press release. Chicago, May 23rd, 2011. Archaea Entertainment. Yeah. I'm sorry, Little Toy Boat. Archaea Entertainment has set July 5th for the release of Conspiracy of the Planet of the Apes, its first what? illustrated novel, through its new book trade distributor, Publishers Group West. Listen to this. Written by celebrated author, artist, and digital producer Andrew E.C. Gaska, Conspiracy of the Planet of the Apes recounts what happened between the scenes of the classic 1968 20th Century Fox film centering on the astronaut John Landon, chimpanzee scientists Dr. Milo and Dr. Galen, and guerrilla security chief Marcus. But the book contains 30 full-color paintings and another 19 black-and-white illustrations, including a cover by legendary artist Let the Adulation Begin, Jim Steranko. And they put a little uh, JPEG of the cover in with the email. Oh, my God, is it a beautiful cover. It's as good as any of the movie posters. It's really sharp. Um, where am I? Uh, and interior art from some of the top talent in the industry, including renowned book cover painter Ken Kelly, ding, Joe Jusco, ding, San Julian, oh my God, from uh, Vampirella, eerie, creepy, Warren artist San Julian, Mark Texiera, Leo, Le Mark Texiera. Did I say it wrong? Texiera? You demand. Oh, Tex. Tex is doing stuff. Leo Liebelman, Matt Bush, Brian Rood, Tom Scioli, yay! Yeah. David Hueso, and newcomers Dan Dussault and Dirk Shearer. Uh, he did some Mice Templar stuff. Conspiracy of the Planet of the Apes also marks Archaea's, Archaea's first venture into, pro I'm stupid, into prose books. <laughs> a little bit about Drew Gaska, get this. For the past decade, Gaska has served as a freelance consultant for Rockstar Games. He's worked on Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, which I hear is really good, uh, the Midnight Club series, but he's the founder and creative director of Blam Ventures, a guerrilla design studio <laughs> that produces print and digital media for the comic book and science fiction industry. Gaska is currently writing and directing a Space 1999 revival. Oh. Yes! Graphic novel and digital media series. So I will supplicate myself in front of this man. Space 1999 and Planet of the Apes? He's a brother. He's uh, one of us. So there you go. Keep an eye out for this. Conspiracy of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, it's going to drop on July 25th. Do it. I'm, I'm going to get it. You know it. And so our cool. can't, can't wait for uh, the rest of the comic series to come out. Uh, number two came out today. Did it really? Okay. Yep. I should have it tomorrow. Hey, guys. This is Chad, a listener from Topeka. Congratulations on three awesome years. Uh, thanks to Vince for getting me on DCBS, and thanks to Wood for getting me on Aphrodisiac. That was easily the best graphic novel I read last year. So keep it up, fellas. Thanks for everything. I'll talk at you later. You know what else came out today? Mm -hmm. Zombie number three. Oh, did it? Oh, did yep. It. Okay. I think we all read it? number two, right? Oh, did we? Well, it's about damn time. Can we tell? People do not like when we keep baby in the corner, huh? <laughs> Boy, I tell you. People, I don't want to hear I, about I, 
You know what's funny? People get livid every time because Vince spoils shit, and then the one time we actually keep him from spoiling something. How are you going to keep Vince from spoiling something? How are you going to not let the man talk? Well, it's like, oh, uh, after you talked about it, I have to buy zombie number two now. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about it a little bit? Because there was one little concept in there that just... We can talk about just... number two a little bit, well, yeah. I think we've all read it now, right? Yeah, well, in, in, all, honest, baby. in all honesty, I did not read uh, number three yet. Well, good, just, so you can't spoil the shit out of it. Exactly, exactly. What the hell? It's been out for like 20 minutes now. The one concept that really curled my toes was the Novena bullets. Is that yeah, awesome yeah, or yeah. what? It's pretty hot, actually. That is, that is very cool. Yeah. But let's tell the people what these no, Novena bullets do. They're yeah. holy ammunition. People that haven't read Oh, uh, you haven't read number two by now. You're, you're a slacker. Uh, they're holy ammunition. Each little round has a inscription or printed on the side a saint one of the catholic saints and and each bullet operates according to the attributes of the saint on the side like say my mother always used to tell me if i ever lost my car keys she would say oh pray to san antonio he'll tell you where the where the car keys are so i'm assuming that maybe a saint anthony bullet would be like a tracer round or a heat seeker you know what i mean like he finds shit that's yeah, cool exactly would find no shit. but yep. th this is a concept that rosen could use saint christopher rounds pop those kids right in their asses <laughs> Good, <laughs> and then after you're done firing the trace, the the holy ammunition, you have to send uh, a a three or four line message to your local paper so they can print it in the classifieds in the I back. Hate, I hate to think Say, Yano will No, this is a really neat concept that Rosam can milk like for. No, it is. A, a good many issues. It, I think it's just a neat, cool little little twist that a nun not only is carrying a gun, but the bullets are tuned to the the you know the, the saints. saints. And then you get the Catholic girl who goes into battle with a rosary wrapped around her 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 wrist. Now normally this shit would turn me off, but it's done so it's it's done in a way that it's exciting and it's believable. You don't have to question whether all How can this. How you not like? Guns with nuns, man. I know. It's that's Wait, what did I, I say guns with nuns, yes, nuns with guns. We all know which Same thing. interchangeable. And there's another little concept in here that um the Maranatha creature, this lion like mm. creature that has a, a a mane of huge mane of white hot fire, and he's kinda like the Spectre, right? Where he's supposed to be the physical incarnation of God's wrath. Isn't that what the Spectre is? Uh vengeance, not wrath. Really? That's true. Okay, so maybe the Spectre knows the Maranatha. Maybe they play together. Maybe they grew up together. You never know. Yeah, maybe they uh, they hit it. <laughs> you know, guys like to experiment. Deep discussion. Uh, well, I, yeah, I don't know if they, it I touched. Oh, in the back of CCD, you know, they're playing touchy-feely. That's right. <laughs> One of the other things, I don't know if they touched on it in the first issue that much, but um, uh, the, who's God, who's the protagonist? Um, Dave. Uh, David. David. David Kim, yes. David Kim. Every time he gets hurt, he, he regenerates, but he has to be really careful to not get close to any Nobody of his friends. Allies or they'll like use them as 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 raw materials to regenerate yeah. him. Well that's what happened his origin yeah, story. Sometimes that. I feel like I feel like it's a good thing I'm not David Kim sometimes and uh and you couldn't connect through the forum because if I was next to some bar. <laughs> <laughs> and and like if, you're, if, you're, if you're curious about our forum, you can find it at www.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forums. Or you can just go 11 o'clock comic, www.11oclockcomics.com. And you can find our forum. We'd love to have you. Or you can download the talk, Tap the Talk app, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk at the Tap of the Talk uh, app. I, Freezer 
reminds me of Alan Davis in the sense that the man cannot draw an unattractive person to save his life. Everybody in this book is good looking. It's I, well, except for the Mister Hyde type. Yeah, Mister Hyde is pretty ghoulish, but well, yeah, it's I for know, I mean, still, human. Still draws right, but it's it's just it's um no it I second issue I liked it probably I, I going by what, what what we've said on on uh, for to our private messages I think um, Vince and I I don't know about Chris uh, Vince and I like the second issue more than Jason did yeah I'm I'm pretty sure we can that's true yeah oh I I, I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a good continuation off the first issue. I try not to compare them issue to issue. You know. Yeah, that, you do that when they're all collected in by arc, yeah, then you. Yeah. yeah. But no, I thought it was. It wasn't as dense as the first issue, obviously, because he had a lot of ground to cover in that first one. Whereas now you, you there's we, a lot still more get, action in this one. That was the, yeah, but you still get a little more information uh, that um, that uh, his friend Julian. You know, there's stuff going on with him. We're we're shoved in a direction where we can assume that he's a lot more than we're led to believe. He's not just an average dude. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. something going on, but you know, it dribs and drabs. He's got coins in his pocket, man. That and, that's and he cool. Made it from uh, from what Brazil in like in, in a very short amount of time. So yeah, I yeah, didn't so. fly. What did he say? I didn't fly or something. Uh, yeah, he said or, I flew. Or that's basically. Yeah, you're right. There was no way I could have made it here, and yeah, even if I was at the airport. Um, I think Dave Sharp needs to get um, some props because I, I we've always been a fan of John Workman's letters when it comes to Walt Simonson's tour yep. and, and things like that. And I I think Irving's art is, is fantastic, but the way um, the way Sharp has the sound effects and when, whether it's the bullets flying or or uh, or just sound effects in general, I love the way they're placed. I love the way they look. Yeah. Over. Fraser's art. It's just it, it is a, it's it's a very attractive kind of book. Yeah, but uh, totally different from John Workman, though. Oh since, yeah, yeah, since, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. Since you brought him up, I was just reading a book last night with uh, enjoying the work of John Workman. He he did the lettering for the Mars Attack series from from Tops, and I'm, I'm, I was reading the second series. And Workman almost has a kind of like stream of consciousness placement of of text and sound effects and you could tell he does them with a chisel pen or a marker like a chisel tip marker and then he just draws around them it's like wherever he just he feels like they should go blam he just throws them down whereas in the zombie it felt very calculated and it worked really well though yeah it worked worked extremely well you're right i I agree with you a whole whole awful lot but jason what did you think uh well I don't want to bring in y'all's parade I thought it was good I mean I thought it was okay um there were there were little vignettes that I liked about it but I I didn't feel like this was um I didn't feel like the narrative this time was as compelling to me as the first one when I was sort mm-hmm. of blown away by some of the concepts he was trying to drop um I I didn't I kind of felt like it got a little too convoluted for my taste this issue um which could be good I mean as it goes on maybe he's going to untangle it onto something really cool but um he he kind of he he kind of got into a couple new nooks and crannies that made me care less about it. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking to be pulled more towards the uh, the first issue and, and less towards the the second uh, yeah. going forward. But no, it looks beautiful. Fraser Irving's great, um, obviously. And uh, like you said, there were really there were some neat things. I mean, the Novena bullets were totally cool. Um, you know, uh, uh, super powered weapons seem to be a bit of a uh, a theme these days. All the sixth gun and stuff. So. Um, 
you know, but uh, no, I don't know. Like I said, I, you guys clearly were, were like gushing about it, so I don't want to make it seem like I didn't like oh, it. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. I think it was very good. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think yeah. it was good. I, I I didn't, you know, I would say the first one kind of totally took me by surprise to the point where I was thinking, wow, this is just astoundingly good. I can't believe I didn't, you know, pre-order it. And uh, I'm so glad you guys got me turned on to it. And you know, this I think what I would kind of lump issue number two into, you know, one of many, you know comics that I'm happy to have bought in a given month but not something that I was like oh I can't wait for issue number three it's top of my stack type of thing so Mm -hmm. yeah well I mean I can't really get away with saying this because I haven't been reading all that many mainstream comics but I'm going to say it anyway For, uh, for my money I think it's one of the more inventive exciting and just downright creative mainstream comics out there obviously I don't have a lot to compare it to but yeah, it doesn't stop me from saying it. Um, it's hard to call it mainstream. It's well, it's DCU, it, so yeah, yeah. It's, I, you know, it's not underneath under Vertigo or anything like that, or right. Red Circle, or it's it's DCU. And I'm hoping they keep the bat out of it. That'd be really yeah. nice to go about well, twelve, fifteen issues without oh, seeing oh, the bat. The bat in it, dude. Come on. <sighs> You think they'll have the bat in it? No. Yeah, the bat. It, it's almost well, a, that first wave. So. Yeah, it's you know, mm-hmm. and I know it is DC. It's a DC title, but I, this could be an image book. Yeah, easy. It. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, and there's a, a really neat, neat bit of uh, reader manipulation involving the James Church character, which is a perfect surname for this guy and what he is and does. Uh, towards the end, I didn't. I wasn't, may not have been, I I was probably paying attention to other things like the art and certain characters where it, that totally took me by surprise, the end. I didn't expect that. Um, so we can't spoil it, so we'll just let it go yeah, with that. Right. If you're interested in, if you're interested in uh, wondering what we're talking about, you can buy the book because it's great. Sorry, Martin needed me to open up a can of bacon. Whoop ass. Can of whoop ass. Can of whoop ass. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Yeah, but the thing about zombie, and it's something else I want to talk about later, uh, after you guys have your turn, is we all talk about the uh, apparent dearth of new characters in mainstream comics. Not many of them, you know, since maybe Wolverine and and Deadpool, there hasn't been a whole Venom. There hasn't been a whole lot of new characters. But I got caught up on a book where, amazingly enough, it's mainstream Marvel. Smack dab right in the middle of the Marvel U. People have been calling it a uh, a core book on our forum. Uh, the writer introduced not one but three new characters in this book, and they're all great. And he's just like giving them to Marvel. Here you go. Here's three great characters. After I'm gone, you can do whatever you want with them, mangle them to your heart's desire. But I'm gonna give them to you, and it's just great. And we'll talk about that later. So okay, good because I'll ask you something then. All right. Who's next? Come on, let's get lively. You guys are like freaking, come on. All right, Dennis Cohen. <laughs> right, what about him? He's good. Oh, <laughs> Remember that guy what who drew hardware? I know. He's good, he's good. And he just drew, and, and he just drew a, uh, a really cool uh, short story in Vertigo's anthology comic, which I believe came out yesterday. Today. Strange today. event. Is today Wednesday? Yes. Today is Wednesday. Uh, yes, today Wednesday. I'm losing my days. Uh, did you? Did any of you guys pick up Strange Adventures? I picked it up and looked through it because I have a copy uh, coming yeah. from DCBS. It's beautiful. Same, yeah, it's right, so. awesome. It is yeah. uh, a little pricey. It is mm-hmm. $7.99 for a uh, 
for not being a, a perfect bound, you know, a, a trade style collection. It's it's just you know regular comic binding, and so it's eight bucks, but it is chalk mm-hmm. full of awesome and uh and it's the uh, uh the lead story uh, is called case 21 uh written by uh, selwyn hines uh with art by dennis cohen and it's it is gorgeous uh some of the other folks uh include uh, uh peter milligan who wrote uh, a really interesting story called partners uh and the minx hmm? minks. the minks Mm-hmm. Did you ever read The Minx out of Vertigo? No. It's good. It's good okay. stuff. Well, I have to. Uh, there is a story called Ultra, the Multi-Alien, and it's done by this uh, <laughs> this guy named Jeff Lemire. Lemire. You think he's Canadian, oh, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I love, the, I love what he did with that. Oh, it it looks looks awesome. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but uh, our good buddy Jeff Lemire has a story. Uh, Ross Campbell uh, writes and draws a story. Uh, you've got stuff in here from Paul Cornell and the uh, the very first uh, appearance of a new series from uh, from Vertigo called Spaceman, which is done by the uh, the All Star team. From 100 Bullets, uh, Brian Azzarillo and Eduardo Rizzo, and it looks fucking awesome. Uh, also, a uh, cover by uh, Paul Pope, and uh, and a variant cover by Mark Buckingham. So I'm like, which one is is Vince gonna get? Mm, it's tough it's like to choose, decide. Choosing between your children, isn't it? Yeah, I think the variant was extra. So uh, regardless of my love for Mr. Buckingham, I probably You'll go with went, the Paul Pope. Right with for, the Paul Pope, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I, I tell you, if you're uh, don't be scared away by the 7.99 if you can swing it, because there is some awesome stuff in there. Especially if you like sci-fi uh, anthologies, this is gonna scratch just about every itch that you have. It's yeah. uh, uh, it's beautiful. There's some really um, really cool high concept stuff. There's some you know. Blade Runner style dystopian stories in here. Uh, yeah, it's it's really awesome. Kind of reminded me a little bit of like the twenty four seven anthology that yeah. um, uh, Ivan Brandon uh, headed up. Kind of had that feel to it. You know, some you know just sci fi anthology. I guess is 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 the common connector there. But uh, I'll tell you, page mm-hmm. for page, uh, having only s- page through it, and uh, I spent a good five to seven minutes looking at the art page for page it kicks the ass of dark horse presents number one for the same price you know i hate to agree with you but um yeah yeah there's just there's there's just better content here it's yeah it's really why do you hate to agree with me because I, I, I had I had really high expectations of Dark Horse. I, I want I wanted to be blown away by it so bad and it's not saying it was all not good, um, but I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't blown away by by it as much as I wanted to. So where this I had no expectations of this. I, I had forgot it was coming out and uh and then picked it up today and I was it got home and, and started diving into it and I'm like, man, this is some cool shit. So <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, very worth it. 
Okay. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. I just, I said the same thing you did when I looked at the cover price, but I got it at DCBS for half price. But when, when I, I was reminded of the cover price and I saw the fact that it wasn't square bond, I was like, man, at least they could have did was perfect buying this thing for $7.99 would have been a nice touch, but whatever. It, it's, you're buying it for the art and the stories. So. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's do something else. Yeah. I'm done. Next. What's Jason got? Um, what does he have, Jason? Uh, well, I, I've been meaning to talk about this for a few weeks. So I just want to send a shout out to Invincible. Um, I read the uh, sixth Ultimate Collection, uh, which uh, prints uh, issues sixty through seventy, uh, and then I went ahead and read uh, all the issues after that, up through the last month's issue of the uh, you know basically the culmination of the, the Viltrumite War. Uh-huh. And uh, I feel like I say this once a year when I actually get the next Ultimate Collection, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, this is an awesome book. Um, it, it's 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 people talk a lot about superhero books that there's been a lot of very tiresome discussion of late about continuity and jumping on points. And you know, we got into a big conversation last week about you know, damned if they do, damned if they don't in that front. And 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 I just think that Invincible, you know, I don't read it for a year. You would think that with that many comics in between readings, I would have to sort of try and remember things that happened or certain characters, but to Kirkman's credit, every time I pick up one of these volumes and I start reading it, I'm immediately brought back to what happened right before it. I remember every character, all the nuances, all that came before it, and uh, that's no easy feat, considering that I probably read a few hundred comics in between every time I read Invincible. Um, So... I just, uh, it's freaking great, man. And every time, maybe because I don't read it that often, I kind of forget about it. And we don't talk about it a lot. And then I get around to it again and I realize how freaking awesome this comic is. And Ryan Otley continues to be an absolute beast. I mean, the dude just has just great, clean lines. I mean, just tells an amazing story. Um, it's nice to know that, you know, every time I pick up this book, the art's going to look that way. It's going to look the same. Um, so, yeah, it's great. I mean, I don't want to get into the plot points because it seems to be one of those books that you're not allowed to talk about for fear of repercussions. But um, <laughs> needless to say, uh, it's an extremely violent book. And it basically, I felt like the uh, 12 issues in this collection and then the subsequent uh, eight or nine were basically a 20-issue uh, battle of escalating proportions to the point where, you know, it would be like if Superman had to fight, you know, I don't know, that, 20 doomsdays. And or, so what, yeah. what he would have to, he would have to go around and find other weapons and people all across the universe that were capable of holding their own against, uh, a, a being of equal or, or more power than Superman. And that's basically what it was like. It was they had to go around and, and basically find all of these different characters. Some we've seen before in the book, others are brand new, and weapons and um, and uh, species of alien. And they had to basically get all of them together just for the idea of trying to um, fight the remaining Viltrumites in the world in the uh, universe and uh, fight them. They do. And then there's a, a huge plot turn of events that ends the war that I don't want to give away. But I didn't see it coming, and I think it sets up for. A, pretty cool and i'm sure very uh violent events down the road so yeah. mad props are, are you caught up on events um almost mm-hmm. i read probably through the ultimate collection number six I, I get it in single issue so i'm just going by the numbers you said were included in that but i didn't get to the last maybe like two or three mm-hmm so, but I, I'll tell you, speaking of didn't see it coming, I did gorge myself on Robert Kirkman stuff over the weekend. And, uh, one, one of the books is, uh, 
kind of an invincible. Well, no, it is. It's an invincible tie-in. Are you guys reading Guarding the Globe? Uh, I I am reading it, but I haven't read the last issue or two since they were having such a time coming out. I figured I'd wait until it was all done so I could just read it all at once. Yeah, I thought it was done. So I read what I had, and it turns out five didn't come out yet. So I, I read one to four. That's, it's just a great book. It, and, and it's a huge cast of characters. I don't really think there's a core that, that transfer from issue to issue. But then you have like the Yeti and the Wolfman who kind of come in and then they're gone by the next issue. But you get these little, these little, um, it's almost like a soap opera really with, with some of the stuff that's going on in that book. It all centers around Brit, which is a no brainer in my book. If I gonna, love Brit. Yeah. Got if you're going to have a super team, uh, and and he's it's run by Brit, and mm-hmm. you won half the battle with me. But it's a great little book full of that crackling Kirkman dialogue. But the thing I really read, and this is why I wanted to talk about this, when you said didn't see it coming, how far have you read no, Walking Dead? No, no. Really? No, no. You didn't read Walking Dead 83? No, I have not. No. All right. Well, I talk about events. All right. No, I won't, I won't, I won't spill the beans, but I will Dude, say this. Invincible is a book you sort of can't talk about. You cannot talk about Walking Dead plots. It's because everybody okay. reads it in trade. You can't do right. that. Right. No spoilers. I, it, it, it's, it is one of the very few, and I mean like probably down to two or three books that I actually read in singles. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, Ryan Otley's Adam Eve. I could just, uh, yeah, she's definitely up there in my in my. Oh, you're not kidding. Oh, he draws a fine looking woman. He does. Yeah, but but to Walking Dead, no spoilers. I will not let any cats out of the bag. But I will say that Kirkman is becoming really adept at this narrative prestidigitation thing that he's got Mm -hmm. going on. You have. This localized eruption of chaos. There's zombies biting and people are dying and guns are firing and all this shit is hitting the fan. And it's like, look over here. Look at this. Isn't this terrible? Are these, these, these people that you've read about for like five issues are in danger and it's, it's, it's very bad and people are being bitten and all of a sudden, blam! The other hand drops a bomb. It's nuts how he gets away with this. Yep. He 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 manipulates you in a direction that he uh, he wants you to go, and all of a sudden it's like he just sticks his finger right up your ass, and you never expect it. And I, I when I got to a certain page in this eighty-three, <laughs> no, really, I just said, "You son of a bitch." Yeah. I, I had no, absolutely zero idea that's where it was going. As well, like, holy what, what, what you shit. Can- what you can be just guaranteed of in that series is that the characters will not be happy for more than an issue or two. And the happier they are, the worse <laughs> it's going to be whenever the flip switches. Yeah. It's, you know, whenever the I, switch flips. I like um, what he's doing with Andrea, though. He's making Andrea very strong. You I know, like it's, that. um, that's a character that honestly, if, if next issue he kills Rick, that book could go on with Andrea oh, as definitely. the leader. Yeah, it, she definitely. she has become that strong and that central of a character. Now, if he ever wants to rock that book to its core, he would kill Andrea. Mm. Can, can we not talk about any of this, please? Sorry. Oh, but he's not saying it's happening. But yeah. but if you say who, if you talk about who who he should who kill, then we know that alive. they haven't been killed yet. Right. Yeah, so sorry. then I know that uh, someone else true. died. 
Occam's Razor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I was has died. I was a little let down by Volume Twelve. I thought it was kind of boring, actually. Right when they got into this new oh, compound, that's when I probably read. Right, that's where they're yeah. Just boring, yeah. And, and boring, actually. Is that the one where the, I, I I can't break my own rule, but yes, it was fairly boring. I agree. They're just he's and just setting up why, the new because the new... they're actually happy and getting happier. No, no, he Not he had. I mean, well, he, he had a bunch of new old. characters he had to introduce. So you have to you have to flesh out the new status quo. Which is kind of boring, you know, in a, in a in a way. It's not like you know they're doing zombie chariot races. That would be cool, but they're not. They're just people trying to survive. Zombie so, chariot races. Yeah, how about that? Oh, um, speaking of um, uh, zombies, okay. I read uh, I read sixty eight number two. Oh, you got it. It came out today. Uh, I'm not for sure. I get a preview of it, oh, and it is I I think a touch better than the first issue. Nice. I'm yeah, looking yeah, forward it's, to it's, it. It's really good. It's really good. So if you like zombies in, you know, in Vietnam, it's really good. I like zombies, period. There Any kind go. of zombies is okay with me. Yep. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It actually progresses things. And there's a, a, a really, uh, a really funny Jane Fonda moment in there. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Hanoi Jane, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Speaking of, of Jane Fonda, I don't think huh. she's she's ever. I, I watched it over the weekend. Actually, Umbrella? I don't think she's. Yes, I don't think she's uh, ever ever looked so better than fun. the first oh, the first yeah. seven minutes of Barbarella. That's oh, it. You can God. have the rest so, of it. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say it's a. Te- I, well, for my, per- it, I think it's a terrible movie. But but yeah. she is. I remember seeing that movie as a youngster, <laughs> like right after those kind of things started mattering. If you know what I'm saying. And I was like, <laughs> wow. I was like, yeah. Disney, it's hot. And I think it was the perfect time in her career because she wasn't, she, she was over the, the, uh, kind of like that awkward phase, the young awkward phase, and she was just piercing mi- womanhood kind of 20, late 20 somethings. And, uh, good God, she's gorgeous. And she looks like an angel. And then, uh, you don't like the movie? Really? I think Barbarella's awesome. Uh- you know, I, to be honest, I haven't seen it in years, so I, you, my my view of it is probably that of a teenage boy's view yeah. of a of a of a twenty year old psychedelic film. Well, I mean, it was science fiction movie, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. I I can't say that I if I saw it now I wouldn't have a completely different experience. I just I don't remember it as being a movie that I would ever feel to want to see again. But I damn sure can remember scenes of her as Barbarella. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's the the female counterpart to uh, Danger Diabolic. They're almost the same kind of movie, only one's uh, masculine and that, one's feminine. Dude, yeah. that's my boy, you know my boy Phantom X, dude. I know. That's what I'm saying. You All know. right, David. Am I? Cra- I'm not crackly yet, right? You're not yet. So that's why I was thinking maybe we don't Dulcet. do the tag team just yet. I'll. I'll uh, oh, you do what you want to do, buddy. No, I just I don't want to start talking about something and you get all. Crappy. Just, um, I pause. did read is dramatic pause. The, um, <laughs> I I wanted to try to read the first get up to issue four. I I didn't. Um, and I remember talking about Cyclops from uh, Speed Archaea. Uh, Cyclops, which is by the team that brought us uh, the Killer, and Cyclops is is basically um, well, it's focusing on at least the first couple of issues are focusing on one particular character, uh, Doug Pistoia. And it's it's set in the future, 2054. Uh, the, we're, we're 
at war and and uh, and basically soldiers have cameras on their helmets. The war is basically televised, but instead of just seeing what you know the the media wants to show you, you are um, they're actually <laughs> watching it as it happens and things like that. Kind of like the Running Man a little bit, but yeah. um, uh, but the, uh, the Running Man. <laughs> the, uh, oh God, Before you get into any more, you got breaking news. Val Staples says hi. Hi, aka aka Doctor Hugh says hello. So, so Val, thank you. Hi, Val. All right, sorry, David. The I wasn't sure where the I was reading the first issue because I I enjoyed the killer, and and this is somewhat different, but I figured I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm not, I'm not huge on, uh, on war and, and with the war genre, but I, I figured, you know, I'll, I'll try it. And, you know, so, so Pistoia is trying to join the service. You, you get paid well and, and sponsors involved and things like that. And he just wants to make a, light, a nice life for, for him and his wife and their, and their, uh, and, and the family that they want. And I guess, Something happens during one of the missions during during his first mission, and it basically he goes and he uh, he he rescues a, a commanding officer, and and you know he gets kind of scolded by um, one of his superiors because you know that that's classic sniper methods, and and they they injure someone so that when the next soldier goes out to rescue the fallen soldier, they can pick two off at once, and and uh, but he comes back okay, and. The uh, the people in charge of, of uh, televising the this war, they're impressed with him, and, and they figure they have a, a hero on their hands, and, and somebody that uh, that America would would want to get behind, and the world would, would want to watch in action. And and all of a sudden, it's kind of changing gears to this like reality show type thing, where, where uh, the cameras are going to be on him, not just in battle, but like you know, following him on on his day to day escapades and and and. And I'm not sure. Like I said, I I read up to the first few pages of the third issue. I have the first four issues. So um, this is originally published in Europe because it, when you get to the end of the second issue, it's the end of part one. So I know that it was it was originally released I, in chunks on a different schedule, things like that. So it, it's um, I'm not sure how it was, how you know, what kind of release schedule it was on originally. So I'm not sure. I, I'm trying not to let that. Um, or anything for it. I'm just reading it as as it comes out, and uh, I don't know. It, it it was, I guess, like Jason with Zombie, where I kind of thought it was going one direction, and then it kind of just. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about it from here on out. I'll I'll try to read the fur the up to the fourth issue for next week and see if um see if I'm I'm swayed toward toward one way or the other. But um, not quite what I was expecting. Still looks great, and 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 it's a. Uh, it's it's a decent story. I just wasn't sure. I, I could do it out a lot of the. I think I'm reality TV'd out a little bit, so I really don't need it in uh, in my comics. It's true. What the hell? Where is everybody? <laughs> oh my god! I'm here. Well, uh, good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was on mute because uh, you guys were doing your riff. Yeah, I was on mute. Oh. <laughs> David, it sounds like a good... Did you pick it up initially just because of the title? No. no. <laughs> yeah, right? Wait, why is that comic being published by our... No. no, no, no. I, I picked it because of... Uh, because by the team I brought you The Killer. The so. Killer, yeah. The Killer's really solid. I like that book a lot. Yes. 
They, is, did they ever wrap? Is that finished? Because I get it in yeah, collected. Yeah, all the issues are out, yeah. Oh, cool. I'll have to get the, what is it, the third collection or the second? I only have the first one. Oh, is it? Probably, well, it was 10 issues, so I don't know how many issues. Yeah, so probably, I don't remember. But it's probably going to be two then. But anyway, sounds good. Hey, 11 o'clockers, it's Joe. Um, I just wanted to leave a message saying that I found episode 155's discussion so interesting, I'm using it in my college paper. Uh, just thought I wanted to let you guys know. David and I wanted to talk about something, and this is kind of spiraling out of Joe Casey's little back matter in uh, Butcher Baker number two. Where oh, there talks. you go. Fucking <laughs> A. There we go. Yeah. What else you got? What else do I have? Um, Jason Aaron is a depraved fucking maniac, and I love him. Why okay. Have you wa- or have you uh, have you read uh, the Punisher Max Bullseye story? Uh, no, I have the hardcovers coming for the first two arcs because I had gotten completely just tired out of Punisher, having felt like we've been there, done that. But um, me too. But the 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 buzz on uh, on Aaron's run has been significantly good enough that I've decided to jump back in. It is it is as good, and I and I say this um, all all respect to jason as a writer i mean it's, it's pretty obvious that i mean we're all fans of, of jason's work but he is channeling garth ennis so fucking hard in this book and is doing it as good as garth ennis ever did the uh the punisher with steve Dillon. and you know, if you read you know the punisher max that that he did was kind of different than than the um, Marvel Knights Punisher that he had done with Steve Dillon, it, it was it was just a, a a harder edge, more real world. Where this is just the wacky, over the top, just crazy depravity, and it is done so well. It's and it may it, a lot of it is because Steve Dillon is the artist on it, and so it has that it has that same. Uh, feeling from the what was it? Welcome back, Frank. Was that was that one of the? That was uh, the first twelve issues. First, yeah, uh, yeah. Marvel Knights. And the the Punisher, the Punisher War Zone, and and uh, oh the uh, what was the? I forget the uh, the Italian mob boss's wife, uh, mother. Manucci. Man, oh, Manucci. Yeah. yeah, this is right in that vein of stuff. But the Bullseye arc was. It, it was so good, and I feel so guilty for for liking it as much as I. <laughs> I mean, it is it, there. There is a level of of depravity that makes me very uncomfortable, and this was on that razor thin line right before that, and I'm like, I should, I should be embarrassed how much I like this series, where it's like crossed cross that line where I was like okay it I liked it but I didn't enjoy it and this this is obviously across the line of, of good taste where I feel comfortable reading a comic and really enjoying it because it's that fucked up this is just so fucking razor thin close to that line it it is so messed up bullseye I, I don't want to spoil it for you Jason because you need to read it but this will will redefine bullseye as 
as an absolutely psychotic, stop at nothing assassin for you. Sweet. It's fan. It's fantastic what he does in order to to get inside Frank Castle's head so he can kill him is is some of the the most messed up stuff I've ever read. Yeah, I, I mean uh, the, uh, the the our iFanboy uh, buddies uh, have talked about the book quite a lot, and uh, yeah, it seems like uh, he's just you know Aaron is a fucking great writer, man. I got to say the thing I like about him is that um, he's proven time and again that he can write so many different genres. I mean, um, you know, the Spidey Wolverine book he's writing is just wild, over the top, like just out there fun. I mean, it's a fun book with just big ideas and, I mean, you, have, you know, the Phoenix force in a bullet. I mean, it's awesome. Um, you know, then you've got the gritty stuff. Like, you know, as you know, I think scalped is just sure. one of the best books, if not the best book on the shelves. And then, you know, he's doing a, a great job with playing with genres and Wolverine. I mean, yeah, the dude is, is, is legit. I mean, he's yep. a lot of new writers out there the last few years. And, and, and I think a lot of acclaim, some probably more than, than they actually deserve at this point in their careers. But I think Aaron, uh, deserves every bit of the acclaim he gets. He is um he's he's one of the best in the biz right now and it's still hard for me to find a Jason Aaron comic that I don't enjoy on some level and most of the time it's it's like yep he's one of the best writers out there because uh, he can write just heart-wrenching stuff like he does in Scalped and then he can you know turn around and write just depraved maniac crazy action flick stuff like this so yeah it's uh uh the punisher max stuff and i had i had kind of dropped the, the the punisher for all the reasons that that you had mentioned it was like i felt like you know i had topped off my my punisher tank for a while uh after the great uh ns run on on punisher max even though the what swarzynski took over for a little while right david uh it, it was there were three different writers it was swarzynski it was um gishler and oh crap! Was it oh, right, Victor Gishley, yeah. yeah, and and it was one of the Remender. Um, was it Remender? I don't think. Oh, I, you mean the I thought they were authors. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they each did like six issues because after after Garth left, they they wrapped up after like within another eighteen, within another year and a half. Right. Um, I'll it'll, it'll come to me. Yeah. So so anywho, it's awesome. Vince, how you doing? I'm fine. You are fine. All right. I'm fine. How are you? <sighs> Any. Anyway. Anyway, what what I was saying was David and I wanted to talk about a little bit of something, something. Hinging on Joe Casey's comments in the Butcher Baker essay number two. We talked a little bit about this last week, the whole contributing and creating. You're contributing if you're working at the big two. You're creating if you're doing your own stuff. But there's there's one guy out there who is kind of the um, exception to the rule these days anyway, and, and that is Jeff Parker. Mm. who is doing a fantastic run on Hulk with Mr. Gabriel Hardman, who is a son of a bitch in his own right. But I think we all have praised Greg Pak and and uh, Van Lenti for you know their contribution to the Hulk lore. Planet Hulk is probably the seminal Hulk story uh, in a long, long, long time. And I think Pak's... Incredible Hulks has taken a bit of a dip, and it started with Dark Sun. I uh, didn't like the story. I think mm-hmm. it, you know, it's kind of, it, when, when you don't really give a shit about Hero Kala, the six issues kind of don't mean anything. So, yeah, I didn't uh, give a shit about Hero Kala the first time, uh, before I knew his name was Hero Kala. 
<laughs> but so I mean, I, the spotlight for me anyway has been taken away from Mr. Pack, and it is now shining on M Jeff Parker because he's doing the unheard of. He's actually introducing new characters into the Marvel universe. Oh my God! It's it, you just don't do that because we all know the the pitfalls of work for hire. The company once you're gone, whatever you've created stays at the company to for them to do with as as they will but if you're not reading the parker hardman uh and for issues 35 and 34 and 35 it's carlos paglion is oh, okay. Yeah. okay yeah he yeah he's doing the planet red hulk but if you're not reading jeff parker's hulk and you like superhero comics shame on you and i'm going to give you three reasons why you should be reading this okay bring it three characters I'm going to lead off with the one I think is the most conceptually rich. No, the most conceptually rich character I've come across in a while. This thing's name is Omegex. Not Omega, which is part of what he does, but Omegex. And you take it from here. You've got this galactic feud a la the Hatfields and the McCoys going on between two races called the Dargalans and the Creed. And these these races have been purported to be almost as old as the Watchers. Now, these guys have spent eons kicking the crap out of each other. And uh, when sensing their defeat, the Creeds make this last-ditch attempt to destroy their foes by imploding one of their planets, which which causes this massive red hole in space. Not a black hole, which sucks in everything, including light and gravity and everything, but a red hole, which only sucks in life force. So you, you have these this mind-boggling amount of life force streaming into this red hole, and it produces this character called Omegex, a massive creature designed to be of singular purpose, and that is to scour the universe for the Dargalans and eliminate them. The, the, this Creed race tweaked it in in the red hole to just pop out of there and just start eliminating these Dargalans anywhere he finds them, kind of like a, a cosmic engineered plague. And and then once its mission was completed, the Omegex would return to the red hole, and then that cycle would begin anew. Except the Dargalans had the last laugh because they tweaked the hole to make the remaining Creeds the next target for the new Omegex. So now you have these two races that are wiped out. What happens? The thing goes back into the red hole, and it's kind of sort of dormant um, until the, you know, the Watchers decided to break their vow of non-interference, and they moved this red hole to a place in the universe where the creature would have nothing to kill. I mean, even if it does come out again, big deal. There's nothing around it uh, until our buddy Uatu sensed that, that something's going on with this hole. And... Uh, Remember that little incident that that earned the wrath of a lot of our forum members, yeah. most notably uh -huh. uh, Mr. Daryl, who scoffed when the Red Hulk managed to actually come into physical contact with Uatu. Remember when he punched Uatu? Yep. Well, so you have you have Uatu in proximity with this creature that can sense life forms, and nothing can physically touch or sense a watcher unless they want it to so he didn't perceive the watcher he perceived the red hulk's energy signature on the watcher so what does this omegex do this creature designed to eliminate 
life forms. Where is he going? He's making a beeline to Earth. That is friggin' cool. Yeah, how could you, how could you not think that that is just awesome? And you, and you look at this character, and it looks a bit like a cross between Nimrod from the X Men mm-hmm. and uh, the Destroyer from Thor. It's okay. it's got that same kind of louvered cool. kind of armor on it. It's completely enclosed in armor. You need to see how Hardman draws this thing. It's fan the the presence on the page. It's just huge, and it's it's built like a brick shit house. The arms are as big as like, you know, something's legs. But it's just gigantic. It dwarfs. The, you got to see it. But anyway, so that's the first character. The second one is is a dude called the Black Fog, the South Asian equivalent of a the boogeyman, the the Black Fog, Black Fog, Black Fog <clears throat> toy boat terrorize the people of india he has this ability to bleed out of shadows and fog and he strikes without warning he's got these twin scimitars slashing he's hideously scarred he wears a hood and a cloak and he possesses a preternatural preternat i gotta stop drinking beer preternatural <laughs> tracking ability if this guy wants to get you he's going to find you he's also impervious to weapons and if that wasn't enough of a threat He's recently been upgraded by the relentlessly driven Zero One. Now, who's Zero One? Dr. Parul Karinji, that female scientist who we've seen in the pages of the X-Men and, and other... Oh. Yeah, she was working with the Beast for a while. Yeah. On yeah. Well, she yeah. was working on the development of a smart alloy for a com- company called Omnisapient Technologies. But the project was sabotaged by MODOK. And the intelligentsia, as part of their scorched earth contingency plans, she physically bonded with the alloy. So Dr. Karinji is now a hybrid, and she seems to have lost her humanity in the process. She is a total bitch. Uh, and when she, when she was bonded with the alloy, she gained this ability to transform her body into any technology she wants. And she, she walks around the pages of Hulk completely naked. Hey, now. She has a data pattern in waves that courses through her body and depending on her mood she'll flicker like if she's excited the waves flicker very quickly if she's calm placid the waves won't won't like she just strobes and hardman just draws her like a naked lady and lets the color do uh the the trick it's gorgeous you need to read hulk three new characters in the marvel universe boom one book who okay. says I'm going to read I, I'm going to I've heard enough good about yeah. it I'm going to start with the Hulk number 1 with the Loeb McGinnis stuff and No I w- I wouldn't do that no you, you I, really? I, I no no I wouldn't start with Parker's I'm uh, yeah like start, 6 and 5 20 well, I I want to know who the Red Hulk is You know who he is you said <laughs> it last week where does the mustache go No but I, I, yeah it's <laughs> I'm gonna read all the Hulk stuff. Leave me alone. I think you should, well, maybe you should because you're, then you're gonna miss out on the Art Adams and Frank Cho issues. Yeah, oh, and you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't do that, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Well, I actually am reading that, but I'm reading in hard in hardcover just because I started reading the uh, the Loeb stuff in the premier hardcover. So I just I'm keeping it that way. But uh, yeah, right, you're right. If, if you want this for, I'll I'll have I'll have up to 33 red for next week. Cool. Ooh. I yeah, and I I've been making a list and checking it twice for next year's eleven o'clockers, and the 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 singular entry in that list is best cover 
of the year is uh, Gabriel Hardman's Hulk number 33. Nice. Oh. It, it's astounding. you got to see the cover. It's so, old school, and that is definitely a compliment. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the doctor becomes a bitch, and that she has even more things in common with uh, with Hank. The, the, um, <laughs> aside from, um, so what makes it different with Jeff Parker creating these three new characters? He's a nice guy. That, oh, he's a nice guy. Okay. So for Grant Morrison or Alan Moore or anybody else to create characters for a company, what's just the difference? What's the difference? Because I know how you like to say that. You know, uh, why would they do that? Why would they? Why would they sign over their their rights really? I it, something for for a company that they won't be able to own, but it's okay for Jeff to do it. Well, it's not okay. I mean, obviously he's very altruistic in his cre- creativity. Because if I manage to snare a job right in the Hulk, I would use the pre-existing playing pieces. I wouldn't give them anything new. That's just me. I mean, because if you're doing a job and you're getting a flat pay rate and you have no stake in the in the in this this creation other than this flat pay rate, why would you create new things? Yeah, it it, it doesn't make a, a whole bo- a bunch of sense. Maybe if you're just really creative and you've got tons of characters coming out of your that. ears. Well, then, well, then well, do it yeah, for it's yourself. Also a little part of it, it's their job. I mean, no, it is. To a certain extent, it is. But you, like, come on, let's be serious. You can get by in the Hulk universe using existing characters in in new and different ways. Listen, maybe, maybe it's like Dan Slott and Spider Man or or, or David Finch writing Batman. Maybe, maybe they just want something that they created to play in the sandbox with characters that they're fans of. Yeah, that's great. Uh, if that makes you happy and you get a, a level of satisfaction from that, that's awesome. Um, I'll tell you, uh, Jeff Parker's selling books, at least to me, because I, I find it very exciting that there's three new characters in the Hulk. I mean, I would buy it anyway because it's the Hulk. But it, 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 look, it made me take note. Three new characters in the Marvel Universe coming out of one book. That's that's awesome. Reinvigorate the universe, great. But on the other hand. I'm I'm tickled that he's doing it, but I would like you know why. Well, again, I I, I get you. I get why you're asking the question, and I mean certainly it's brought up a lot, even by other creators. But at the same time, I I I think we sometimes forget that that we get so caught up in corporate versus creator owned, and I think we get caught up in that partially because we know a lot of guys that do creator owned and are struggling to make it and make livings. I think we forget that dudes like Parker and and even to like a broader sense, like guys like Jeff Johns, they love these universes. They love telling stories, cool. and the idea of creating characters that will last in these universes makes them giddy. Like hearing Norton talk about him and McKeever on on AC talking about being able to work on Gravity again. Sure, there were moments in 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 their careers where I know Norton was bummed that you know Gravity was kind of Marvel's to do with as they pleased, and he didn't have much say. But I, he sounded like a giddy school kid talking about being able to draw him again, you know. And 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 right or wrong, good or bad or indifferent, I I sense great pride in both of those guys. Every time Gravity has appeared in a book for Marvel, even when it was the story that some might have thought insignificant, they're like, "That's my character. I created that, and it's going to last, outlive me a lot. It's going Gravity's going to be around a lot longer in the Marvel universe than Mike Norton or Sean McKeever, frankly." And that's you know? cool, but that that to me is part of the bait. That they, with which they lay the trap. You can't tell me that the publishers don't know that there's, please, come on, that there's people out there that feel this way. 
you you got a, a guy that grew up as as a kid reading Marvel comics. His dream is to write Spider Man. He gets on Spider Man and he creates characters for this book that you said outlive him, and the company uses him and abuses him for decades for no cost. They've paid. They've uh, other than other than well, paying no, him to write the book. It's, it's, it's and that's the credit. game. It's always been that way. Oh, credit credits and... credits don't put food on the table. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, doing all right himself and you know? yeah, gets giddy every time Cable or Deadpool or anybody else appears somewhere. Well, that yeah. does that does he have a stake? Like, does he have part? I, I yeah. get the impression he does. Well, that's cool. I mean, he he negotiated very well. Yes, that's good for him. If 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 he so could you don't pull think, it off. You don't think if one of these, you, you don't think if 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 Night Fog dude shows up in, in the next Black Fog Marvel event? Sorry, in, in a Marvel <laughs> event in like six years. That, that that Jeff Mark is not going to be giddy. Well, no, I I hope he is because it's well deserved. It's a great character. And and, so and now if, this if character there's is in multiple, it, it shows up in Avengers books and and as in part of a six issue event. You know, it, it's like he probably, you know, it once once those those stories are collected. I mean, dude, we don't know how anybody's contracts. Are right. Done. If they, they send him a check, it'd what, be great. What what Jeff Parker and. Quite frankly, most comic book creators do at either Marvel or DC or any other company that only writes the characters that they create. It's not their only gigs. I mean, Jeff Parker works on a lot of creator-owned stuff. So, I mean, the the guys that are smart about it, and you you mentioned Sean and Mike. Sean and Mike created Gravity at Marvel, and they love that they created a character that is a part of that universe. One of the things that I think bums them out is that they don't have creative control over that character whenever they're not writing or drawing it. But you know what? They both have creator-owned stuff that they can scratch that itch. Because, so they, because they have to. No, because, because they want to. Not only because they want to, because they have to. If, if, if they create... What, if, they, if, if Norton didn't have his own stuff, that, and he was just working on DC books, he's... Giving stuff away to the point where what well, is he? Paid for it. I know he's getting paid for it. But what I'm saying is, the, these guys do the creator own works because it's added income that they own. I mean, they what if these things become popular? The rare chance. I, 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 most of these want to work on creator own stuff because it's they it's their stuff. And right, they get, that's the whole point. Well, they get to control it. But you know what? There's also what Jason was saying. I mean, I, I know personally that mike his dream for since he was a little kid to draw oh jesus draw, is he gone what? What? I don't I don't know. he gets what he you cut out you, can hear you. You, you, you cut out oh well he sorry draw. What, what i was saying is that one of mike's dreams since he was a little kid was that he gets to draw spider-man and and he gets to do that now but he's also working on the answer so i mean it, it's the creators that that I worry about are, are the ones that only do one thing. They're just absolutely fixated on only doing creator-owned stuff or absolutely fixated on doing only Marvel or DC work. And, you know, I think that there's a new generation of creators that diversify and have realized that, you know what, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I can play with the toys in the sandbox and for the rest of the week, I get to work on on you know my stuff. So I think it's those creators that that try and balance that when they can, are are kind of living the dream. Let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. Chris. Mm-hmm. 
Would you create yes. a logo for an hourly wage for a big corporation? I, would you create I, a logo all, for? That was fucking, his job. I'd do it every day. Would. You create. People do that all I'd the time. Day. Unheard of. I create I, I create logos and graphics for a company that pays me a salary. Who does no, 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 not, not who, the company that you're working for. Who create logos for hire, by the way? I don't know if that's yeah. the greatest analogy. No, because there's a huge component to logos. I mean, you, the price of the logo, you factor. If you're smart and you, you consult your graphic artists, that, uh, the uh, guide book for pricing and, and whatever it's called, if you, if you go by that, you add in the fact that this company is going to be using this logo ad infinitum and you factor that into the cost of the logo. You're not doing you're not doing it for six seven ninety five an hour. You're gonna get, you know, if it's a big company, you're gonna get thousands for this logo because it's gonna be used forever. That you you have to take that component and add it in. What I'm saying is if someone wanted to pay you uh mm -hmm. your base salary just to create a logo and this thing is like say Coca Cola. They decided to diversify, create a new product, boom, make us a logo. This thing is going to be on everything from shoes to hats to T-shirts to lunchboxes, straight across the board. There's not anything living or dead or inert that we're not going to put this logo on. Would you do it for your pay rate? I'd do it for an hourly rate, yeah. Wow. Maybe I'm just a that's whore. That's what, that's what, that's what <laughs> I do. Maybe it's here's my hourly rate, and if I can knock out a logo for you in an hour, this is what it's going to cost. If what if you could make twenty thousand dollars in an hour? And, How about that? I also think too, though, to bring this back to the superhero and the licensed comic. I mean, the the big two comics thing, though, is that again, as cool as the characters Parker's creating are, and I'm sure they are. Um, I really Hell do cool. think it's a bit of a misnomer when we always say, oh, there haven't been new characters created. That's bullshit. Pull out from your long box and pull out any year's worth of comics from the big mm -hmm. two at any any year you have in your long box because yeah. I look through them. Every there are fucking boatloads of new characters. A lot, yeah. well, admittedly, a lot of them are villains, but there are boatloads of new characters that are, in many cases, analogs of other characters with, or, or power sets that have been done. But there are tons. Think of the X-Men, dude. There must have been, in all the X-Men comics ever, there must have been a thousand different X-Villains. I mean, a thousand. I mean, <laughs> they're created all the no, time. No, I just, I, just, I just read the 28-issue uh, run of Rebels mm -hmm. and... There were a lot of new characters in that yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, my point on this is that, you know, again, these guys, especially if you're, I mean, I think the four of us could, could sit down and create 20 new characters right now that we would probably be getting to see. Uh, and these guys do this for a living, and it's their dream. I'm just saying, I, I don't think Parker's sweating that he created these three new characters. That oh, get to put, I yeah, think that's... he thinks to himself, I have another hundred or two hundred or thousand characters in my mind that I could, you know, put it put together at some point if I need to. Right, you know but I mean? that's that's not the point I'm trying to make. The, I'm just trying to make the point that it's a very noble effort on Mr. Parker's part. I respect him as a creator for doing this, and I right. think it should draw some attention to a book. That should be read because it's very. Oh, absolutely! Very good. Yeah, no, no. I mean, we. I, I think. I mean, yes, we all love Gabriel Hardman and 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 we're fans of Jeff Parker. So yes, people. Regardless of how you feel about what came before it, I think people should be reading the Hulk. No, no mm -hmm. doubt about it. Um, it. When it comes to, I mean, you have. So here's Jeff Parker who just created three new characters that are. You know, three, I don't three awesome new characters. Three awesome new characters. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe Jason can tell me where the Hulk falls on 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 the top ten or Diamond's top one hundred. But these three new characters, awesome new characters, are probably going to seen be seen by more people than if they were to pick up a creator on the book. 
that Parker wrote from Image or or, or Oni or another publisher. Yeah. That's uh, true. Maybe, too. maybe. I'm just. Uh, yeah. I maybe. think he's just having. I think he's just having fun playing in the Marvel sandbox. And absolutely. And I don't think I, it's much not, more complicated than no. that. No. And, and the other thing was, though, I mean, so these are three characters created, but I mean, maybe they're. And I'm not. You know, not not every character, of course, is going to be leading man material, but maybe they're fine as villains in a Hulk book. Maybe they wouldn't be able to work well in in a creator owned book. I mean, I don't know if any three right, right. could 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 be the star. I don't there. think these that, characters are going to show up in Underground. That's one of the things I want. I was going to talk about because with the point that David made, maybe they wouldn't work in creator owned books, and that's kind of true because the reason why Omegex is kind of cool, other than his really neat origin is that he's making a beeline to earth because of the red hulk right that that's cool i mean if you don't have that component into it he's just an engineered plague which is neat but it unless it touches things that we care about which is difficult in a creator own book from the get-go why do we care about this character because he's coming after the red hulk that's the, the cool component and i you know i hate to sound like a a bitch, but I just want to see. I, no, really, I I don't I don't hate mainstream comics. I just no. like to see these guys rewarded monetarily more than they're getting now for their efforts. How one good way Write to them re- a check. Re- one yeah, good way to reinvigorate I, 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 the Marvel U. Talking about his new work. I think your stuff is coming from a from a good place, certainly. But I also think, um, I, I this is a different time than. And I don't want to turn this into a whole Kirby did, but but that was a time when, regardless of where we may sit now, who deserves what? Clearly, there were nebulous issues when it came to what was what does not work for hire. If they knew it, blah blah blah. Now, I mean, Parker knows the deal. Yeah. We all he he knows he knew the deal from Jump. I mean, you know, um, you know, Don Hickman, who is probably you know right on certainly in that pantheon right under Bendis in terms of whatever you know the the Marvel writers pantheon if there is one and. uh you know, he he makes no bones about the fact that he has lots of ideas that he's saving for creator-owned work. Um, and we're yeah. seeing a couple of them come out now, like the the new book he's got coming out from Image. Um, so you know, I mean, and P- Parker does indie books. I mean, he he's I it's think not these a guys are savvy. I think they're they're savvy. I think they 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 know the deal now. I think they really do. And I think I that they so. know that they got to have they got to they 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 butter their bread, pay their bills with their with their checks from the big two, and 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 they. They hope upon hope that they create some IP independently that uh, is not only well received critically, but but hopefully makes them some scratch someday. And uh, yeah. it's kind of funny because we're seeing all this. You know what this is? I mean, this is really a discussion of the quote unquote Kirkman manifesto. I mean, that's really what his yeah. whole idea was. Bless, was bless his soul. You know, these guys get he, his whole shtick was: look, go to work for the big two, get your name out there, make your money. Um, now, where he differs, I think, from what we're talking about is he then said, leave the big two and then make your own stuff fully. And I think a lot of the other guys are. are Choosing to straddle the fence, and um, mm-hmm. and I don't blame him for it. I, you know, yeah. writers have an easier time of it, right? Like a, a writer like oh, Parker, yeah. they could. Oh, we were talking talking yeah, about uh, you know Butcher books. Baker. Yeah, you know, they could do four, five, six books in a month if they're organized. Um, so they you have could do the, that. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say they have the the enviable position of being able to do best of both worlds. You know, for a, for an, an artist, a penciler, uh, you know, that it's much much harder to commit to creator own stuff because you're basically committing to that only. So you know, yeah. Um, yeah. it's a harder harder thing to jump into. I was going to be a, a douche and say you could do five six books a month if you're Mike Diodato 
and you're using poison. Oh, but whatever. Is that uh, with the bullet? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The, the, the the shadows are all over the place. On the, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, let's close this out because we don't want to sound. Uh, I don't want to sound like a just a bitchy ass wipe but I, I i'm thanking jeff parker for creating these characters they're exciting they're new i want to read them i if if that's what he wants then his mission has been accomplished because mm-hmm. i'm really grooving on the hulk nice. there you go yeah it's freaking awesome and uh in no small part to mr gabriel i Hyman. love the hulk but stop working for marvel no, I mean, you know, come on. Let's let's cut these guys. I'm, some... I'm, I'm, jo- I'm joking. It's no, a, I'm not just, saying about you. Just, uh, Marvel and DC. If you if you want to reinvigorate your universes and get new blood in there, Grant Park. How, how did you like his uh, series Underground that he did with Steve Lieber? Oh, that was great. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Stunning visually too. Yep, good stuff. Lieber's really good. Oh yeah, he so, is. Yeah. It says you need to hear that name more often. You're right. And it's true. Former artist. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Let me write this time down because I'm going to insert a voicemail here. Uh, I think there's oh, a lot of spots where you can insert the voicemail. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, what, what else we got? Uh, take us, take us on a trip, somebody. Uh, well, Vince, have you read uh, Wally Gropius? I have it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Let me hear about it. Um. <laughs> Well, it's by Fanagraphics, um, or I should say, published by Fanagraphics. Um, it is uh, it's a over. I mean, it's a big book. It's um, it's sort of the size of uh, not quite the size of, of of a comic book page, but you know, larger than I don't know. I mean, the dimensions I would say are um, ten by fourteen, maybe. Nice. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think it was really that big. Let me look at yeah, it's quite, oh, it's it quite is. Large. Yeah, it is pretty big. Yeah, um, I'm looking at it. It's uh it's created it's written and drawn by uh Tim Hensley. Um and it's actually I didn't know this until after the fact, but a lot of what's in this book uh is actually reprinted from um an anthology series um which uh which um you know again uh, which makes a little bit more sense cuz cuz I would say that the it, it the book is vignettes. But basically so what Wally Gropius is 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 on the surface it is a parody of um, a Richie Rich character. Um, Wally's this unbelievably wealthy high school kid, and um, both visually and some of the the, the uh, obvious aesthetics are, are very evocative of the Richie Rich books, the you know the Archie universe, you know, um, and and in a lot of ways, I think he uses that setting and and visual look to um, have a lot of fun uh, with the reader, um, but. Beyond that, I mean, once you actually start reading the words and 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 getting into what he's saying, it's actually a very dark, very uh, acerbic, uh, very cynical book. Um, where he really, I think he, I think the whole point of the book, at least from my takeaway, was challenging the fact that what we think is true often isn't true, um, and you know, people um, kind of convince themselves they're things that they're not. They convince other people that they're things that they're not. Um, sometimes they're things that they don't even realize that they are. Um, uh, 
So this book's a lot about misdirection, but he just does it in such a fun style. Like, uh, you, you'll get a kick, Vince. I mean, there's there's parts where I mean, there's just these great sound effects, which I love. I love when um, you know people use sound effects to help tell the story. Like, you know, he's he's dialing a cell phone, and it's the sound that the cell phone's supposed to make is loot. You know, um, there's a, a scene where one of the old crabby older guys uh, pounces on a girl, and and uh, he's wearing a blue suit, and all of a sudden the sound effect is Smurf. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's, you're reading along and you think, okay, I get it. This is just a vibe on the, the Archie teen kind of vibe. And then all of a sudden there'll be a rape or there'll be uh, a bird's entrails, um, you know, or there'll be, uh, you know, some brutal violence. Um, and then the next page, you know, he'll be heading off from school to go be in his garage band. So it's just, it's 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 kind of vintage fanographics in that regard. And that it's it's not a book that you can easily. It's it's not a, uh, it's not one thing. I think it's 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 Hemsley's making a lot of different points in one visual wrapper, if you know what I'm saying. Like the visual wrapper is 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 consistent throughout the whole book, mm-hmm. but. The, the ideas he's playing with, the themes, the critiques on the human condition are all very different um, to, from story to story. Um, you know, there's one-page little vignettes. There's, you know, 12, 14-page, uh, you know, full-length stories. Um, but it's just great. It's, it's one of those books that really and truly is, is unlike anything else I've read. Um, there really is just nothing like this out there. Um, so if you have any flavor for you know um if you have any any taste for uh the dark side yeah uh, the dark side of life but but it can appreciate the uh the the um the irony of of wrapping it into an archie richie rich type setting um this is definitely worth your time um i've been curious about the book for a long long time and uh finally picked it up uh when i was at the bookstore to get books for my boys and i happened to see it on the shelf and picked it up and uh it's uh it's 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 a crazy crazy book man it's uh it's just out there and i I hope he continues on with this uh with this theme um you know going forward because it uh this dude's a deep dude and i i'm curious to see what else he's done i don't know offhand do you know if he's if if he's done other stuff i don't i don't know if he has or not but i i hope he has because because clearly the guy's got a lot of layers to the way he likes to construct a story so. Yeah, I bought it when it first came out because of the um, huge wave of praise that the book received from the uh, comics mm-hmm. journal crowd, and uh, I, I just put it on the shelf. And you know what happens? I just forgot about it. It's it, it just out of sight, out of mind. So hey, I'm going to get to that one of these days. It sounds right up my alley, doesn't it? Uh, it totally. Yeah, it is totally a book you'll you'll really appreciate. I think. Um, but uh, and then it's it's. The other thing too is, I mean, the dialogue is just totally out there sometimes. Um, I mean, he just, and I think intentionally so. I mean, you, you read it and you're like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" But uh, <laughs> like, uh, it's kind of like Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you know, uh, uh, like he, like for example, he's he he's kind of lamenting that uh, the girl that he likes doesn't like him, and then he's like, "She doesn't care one way or the other that I have a penthouse on the quad with a jacuzzi grotto with hot and cold running liquid assets." <laughs> Meanwhile, as he's saying this, he's in his band, in his garage, practicing with his band, and he's sitting on top of his butler, who's he's using as a bench while the butler holds up a drink for him to drink. And then, <laughs> then he runs past the scene because telling he quits the band, telling his band he's jealous. And as he's running past the scene, there's a uh, a dispenser of um, 
Kleenex, but of course sticking out of Kleenex are hundred dollar bills. And then he runs to hide into his vault and he slams this gigantic, you know, you could picture it like from a Richie Rich book, like this gigantic, you know, Uncle Scrooge vault door, and when he slams it shut, the sound effect is Trump. You know, so ah. it's just it's really, really it's just clever, you know, the whole thing's very, very yeah. clever. Next um, president of the United States. Yeah, <laughs> 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 sweatpants in high school, you know, and a lot of these girls they have the sweatpants with the things that the, the letters on the ass now and her on her. Yeah, ass. I love that. Yeah, it says gross, you know, which is just great. <laughs> um, just, just very clever. I mean, just lots of sight gags and and uh, and he clearly, again, even though it's visually a very uh, familiar and and simple aesthetic, um, he every every visual on the page is clearly thought out. And uh, and that's that's really impressive. So, cool. so there you go, Wally Gropius. Oh, and I'm I should say too that the name is um, Vince. You get a kick out of this. It's it's actually a um, uh, a a, uh, a many centuries old um, architect engineer uh, who was um, not dissimilar to um, your friend uh, from the um, uh, what the hell's the name? Uh, Asterius Polyp. This is a real life oh. guy. He was best known for not actually creating anything himself. He surrounded himself. Yeah. Ah. He never actually created anything himself. So I think that's kind of sort of the point here is that you know there's a lot of it's Hensley's way of saying humanity is largely hollow. I think you know there's 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 not a lot to us when you peel back the first layer. So it's true. So they don't push us into a corner though. That's when that's when we get good. That's right. Don't push baby in the corner. Hi guys, uh, it's Andrew. Okay, fist of Conchu on the boards. Uh, second time I've ever called the hotline. But I needed to tell you guys about um, an awesome book I got sent to me. I'd been looking for an old uh, 2000 AD yearbook um, for a story that the movie Hardware, which is a nice late 80s sci-fi movie, was based on. Um, had really had trouble finding it and thought, why not, and contacted Matt Burden, a.k.a. Templar, uh, about it. And... He found it for me and was nice enough, lovely enough, to send it out to me for nothing. So I have the book now. It's The story is, for once, nowhere near as good as a movie, but it's still fun to read. Uh, fantastic that he sent it out to me, and I'm forever in his debt. And if I ever meet the man, he's going to get a really big hug. So thanks again, Templar, and keep up the good work, guys. Bye. All right, Chris, if you don't have anything, do you? I think well, you know, I, I I went over Strange Adventures and Punisher Max and they sound okay. right. you tapped out. You tapped out because um, David. <laughs> well, I mean, if David, if David has, to, I mean, I can talk. I can talk Rebels a little bit. Dave, David does to. have something. In fact, well, go David. In fact, David and I read the same thing over the weekend. Oh, so it's not really David that has something. No. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> you I wound me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna clock. I'm gonna clock both of you, David. You're you're under the gun here. You have to talk about whatever this is more than Vince. Okay, that's good. Okay. Go. <laughs> Tell him what it is, David. I read. I read the first. I read. I read. I read the first six issues of a title that's had four. How did I say it before, Vince? You read six issues of a book that is currently on number four. Right. Yeah. No, number f- number well, you number you five, read if, so if, that would if, be you read seven issues seven of a book issues, currently right. on number 5. So you're yeah. already following us. Um How is that possible? Why don't you tell them, David? It's because it it it's it's because um uh Brian Polito loves 
putting <laughs> out his character. Uh, I read the, the premiere issue, the zero issue, and one through five of Lady Death by Balanus. Woot! Double woot! One free. Nah, dude, it's good. Go ahead, dude. Tell him why. This this is good. The art, the <laughs> art is nice. I I'll 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 get into the uh, I'll get into the cons later because I do have some. Uh, but what, it's no? um, it, I do, dude. I do. And oh, wow. maybe you know one of them completely baffles me. The other one I can I can kind of maybe sort of overlook over time. But um, this was I I. I Never read anything from Chaos before. I didn't read anybody death in the nineties. I didn't read any evil Ernie. Uh this is my first experience with Lady Death. Uh and I, I picked up the premiere issue at, at New York Comic Con last October. I ordered the zero issue after talking with um with Brian talking to Brian with Vince. Um Face and, to face. Face to face with and, and and I just I ordered the issues from DCBS as they were uh, as they were solicited, and I, I finally sat there. I mean, I I've mentioned it before. I, I have um, I have months worth of of of, uh, of books that I have to sort and, and organize and go through, and, and so I started doing that last weekend, and and uh, as putting everything together, and it dawned on me that uh, that I really would like to read Lady Death before I order like a full year's worth of stuff, and I've never read it, right. and um, I. Well, you got to say this before you get into it, because I'm sure as soon as you drop those two words, Lady Death, the preconceived notion of what this book is is already in it, it is already in the heads of people who who hear you speak. And you know, you got to admit, this book has been stigmatized as little more than a TNA, you know, bad girl book. Yeah, it's a bad girl. But, yeah. but you got to say, even though this Boundless is an imprint of Avatar. Yep. which already conjures images in people's heads. It is the most un-Avatar book I've ever seen. It, it, this revival almost downplays the skin to a, to a point like what little they do include, it's uh, more like cheesecake. It's so tastefully done yeah, that I almost yeah, wish that yeah. the book was more explicit. Well, it's, you'll be happy. There's this Nash shot in issue five, Vince. Well, that's okay, um, yeah. I like asses. The... the, the uh, this is if, if you know nothing about, and, and this is kind of what sold me on it when, when, when we were talking to, to Polito. Um, you don't have to know anything about what's going on it, over the years. It's uh, the Death Queen comes and, and goes to take over the Underrealm and, and basically banishes Lady Death. That that's it. And and Lady Death has amnesia. She doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know what she's about. She 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 has visions. She has she has images but uh and she's on a mission because um there are i i really like the the mission aspect yeah when the when the death queen banished lady death from her own realm she reached into her chest and pulled out basically her essence the 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 thing that was lady death she pulled it out of her body and it came out like this huge crystal and she shattered it and it busted up into five pieces and the five pieces were scattered to five different locations, so that's yeah. what this one-time on lady in, in right one AD right this one-time lady death now called Elandra. She's just it's it's a kind of like a quest for identity. She's just trying to find out who she is, yeah. and uh, one of these demons, a loyal demon, a demon loyal to Lady Death, managed to breach this portal 
to our realm and he brought her this mirror that would show her exactly who she was and and her history and what happened and where she came from blah 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 and she dropped it and it shattered so now she only has these little pieces of of who she was and she's using these pieces to take her to the the shards of her essence wherever they are and that's basically what the book is it's just yeah. her trying to retrieve who she was there's a piece in egypt that she has to get that's she's got to fight giant scorpions so you have the fantasy element in it there's a piece of where china was in it, yep. it, it uh... embedded in the chest of this this dude that uh a usurper to the throne where he just muscled in took the throne away from this no, kid as a necklace. oh i thought it was embedded in his chest no no oh it was it was leaking onto him though wasn't it yeah, well, the, that black but shit. As soon as you touch it, like, like homeboy on the on, after they left Egypt, and the guy on the boat who wanted the uh, the crystal, and he grabbed yeah. it. Yeah, and and yeah, it, it basically it's like Black Death. It just it it uh, it's like that episode of Creep Show where everybody's on the little uh, safety <laughs> plane, and it's just it just pieces <laughs> onto you, and and uh, and it's just it's all over you, and it just it turns evil. And I mean, it is. I mean, the violence. Yeah, people are getting their heads chopped off or getting scalped or. or yeah, it's a very violent their, their limbs around, but it's not like it, it's not like super gory bloody it's just like and then you move on and that's that's one of my problems with it is, is the um is the way the action is laid out there's you know whether it was reading shang chi the master of kung fu or, or old iron fist books or 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 really well done batman issues when when someone is, is telling a fight scene it's really nice if it flows from one scene to the next, you, you don't watch a a, a born movie and, and and you know Matt Matt Damon's over there by the window and now he's over here and it's it, it it's not there's some fluidity going on when when you show a fight scene and and that's that doesn't seem to be the artist's strong point just yet. Um, you, you you see her face to face against her attacker and then you know next thing you know we've gone past the point where she would have flipped him over. Her back and and put it you know kick them in the face it's just it, it's a little it's a little choppy yeah I didn't notice it okay not saying you're wrong I just I didn't notice it well the the question not because she she got her tits but uh, <laughs> she, and, that, that's the thing though she doesn't have her tits she she's she's dressed in this kind of like a bustier she, 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 that you know you see cleavage but it's not it's not really a TNA book until yeah. you know the like classical and then, then yeah yeah until the classical portrayal of Lady Death comes in then you see you know a lot of do do not do not befriend this woman don't bother <laughs> you're not kidding buddy's names and as you read the issue because yeah. it is no <laughs> point because by the end of the issue it's just yeah. like she's it, it, it's almost like it's uh she's kind of like john there. constantine it's, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. the beginning of the the beginning of the issue is pretty much going to end the same way it's just like it's it's it, it, there's, there's something going on there's adventure in the middle 18 20 pages and then uh but but how it ends is <laughs> although with issue four it did continue into the fifth issue show you know you have a little bit more to play with um you see alondra walking down the road do not say hi just yeah. just, just keep walking hey girl <laughs> what you doing? It's a sharp knife. You got the werewolf who's coming after her. I mean, it, it's 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 fun. It's not like it. It's I wouldn't. Say, I mean, seriously, I, with with everything that I read, I, I never. If I thought that the lady that would be a waste of my time, or I just like, why am I bothering with this? I I don't get that feeling at all. It's it's something that I'm enjoying. I'm digging it, and I mean, I'm not saying it's it's. I'm not 
putting it up there with like six done or anything, but I'm I'm still having some fun reading it. It's, it's yeah. um, Do you I have think, issue five, issue four in front of you? Yes. Okay. Go to the second. I don't know if it's the second last page. Yeah. The the second last page. That dude, the alchemist. The alchemist I love him. But who do you see? L look at the second. The the the. the let me see. One, two, Little three. Panel? The the fourth panel. The the one more to most. Bottom? Yeah. Who do you see there? Who who does that look like? Not not the person drawing style. I mean. The drawing style. Yeah. That's um. See, I know you can say this because I saw it in, in in the third panel. I, I saw it. Um. Uh, Looks like John Basima. Looks like yeah. Big John. Yeah. Yeah. It the way he draws the mustache and the eyebrows, that looks a eyebrows, lot like Big John. The, nose. Um, the Death Queen wears a mask, I guess, to kind of mock Lady Death. Yeah. We, we don't know who we don't know who the Death Queen is. We don't know. I mean, she she's obviously has reasons for. Um, well, I think they well, said in there, didn't they, that the Death Queen is the darkness of uh, the dark aspect of Lady Death's soul. I don't know how it how it separated from her. Maybe they weren't being literal. Maybe I took it I as, as they, being I literal. Yeah, I don't know if they were being literal. And and uh, what's her name? Uh, Tamina Tarmina. The 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 little Tarmina. Um, yeah. She reminds me of uh, of Abby from NCIS. But it, it, there's there's just there's there's um. <laughs> Hit that shit. It and, and I'm 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 getting the rats of it because I want you know I, I I want as much as possible. But I mean it's it it it's alluded to with the whole you know you're in need of one moment and then you're in China the next. This is where. I have no problem with people, um, you know, saying that they're pissed off or, 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 you know, just the language that's used. My, as as I'm thinking about things, I'd like to know how the hell does everybody speak the same language in in this universe? She goes from from China to to to, to crossing the the Indian Ocean to the, the, everywhere, but. No one ever has any problems with misunderstanding anybody. I think you're putting a little too much thought into it. I am. I do. I'm overthinking a lady death comic, but it, it's just like... It, it it's like Frodo and, and Samwise. How far did they walk to throw that ring into the mountain, yet <laughs> they understood shit. everybody on the way? They had big feet, so they could handle it. That's true. Big <laughs> feet help, man, and they're hairy. I, I love you, Mr. Frodo. But, no, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely liking the... Uh, <laughs> I'm not leaving you. I, I uh... I'm digging. I really am. Yeah. I, I'm not, no, uh, I, I don't think that people should discriminate against this book just because of what it what it was. Like maybe at one time. Like sorcery. If if you like, if, if it's pretty damn classy. Violence. It's it's no. It's it's something that you know. It could be. I mean, you, what this could be a Ritzonia comic. It could be. I mean, you could put. Yeah. It, it's. I think it's, it's better than what I've seen story, but, out of dynamite well, for Ritzonia. Um, yeah. There, there, there isn't. I mean, just don't do not judge a book by its cover, by its title. Just you know, it's oh, covers are freaking. You can judge this book by the covers because what do you do? You get the wraparound ones, or do you get the, I get the wraparound? Oh, that dude Rip is a freaking gigantic talent. Juan Juan Jose Rip is is that his middle name? Jose. He's good. He he's outstanding. I, I love well, his work. Hopefully, he's better than the. Uh... Than the uh, than what he's been doing on that Wolverine abomination. Oh. Oh no, not good. Oh, it. I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah, it, it. It's. It's. I don't know what's what's 
Never mind. I, I'm... No, what, what is that the, the <laughs> one, the best? Name. What's the name of that the book? Best, yeah, 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 the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Bret Hart book. It's, it's rough. Bret Hart? <laughs> yeah, because his, his, his tagline was, uh, the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. So oh. it's the Wolverine book, you know, the best he is of what he does or whatever it's called. Yeah, and that's, well, that's a, it's a, it's a, a mature title, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not good, it's, really? It, 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 Come on, shoot straight, buddy. I want to hear. Well, th- there are certainly no, 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 no shortage of Wolverine books out there for, for you sure. to read if you're a Wolverine fan, which I am a big Wolverine fan. Um, now he's a character that I do love. I know he's overexposed. Yada yada yada. I love him. Uh, I will always try any book that they come out. I'll give at least an issue or two a try. I, as you guys know, using DCBS yourselves. I pre-order things, so I think I pre-ordered the first three issues, you know, before I really read any of them. Um, and that was uh, like dollar seventy-nine times three, money wasted. Uh, it, it's it's awesome. Wow. It's, it's, I mean, I, yeah, I, that takes accounts, some Charlie, doing for you to say that. By all accounts, Charlie Houston is a is a fine novelist. I, I've never read his novels, but uh, but by all accounts, I've heard that he's pretty good at that chosen work, and I think he needs to jump right back at that. He's because <laughs> I didn't read it, but I heard the Moon Knight was poop. Well, I was going to say this. This makes Moon Knight look like it's Pulitzer Eisner stuff. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, David's like, oh no, you didn't. Oh, good God! I mean, I just and I That's think it's I... more it's, it's more glaring with a character like Wolverine that has so many other books with him. Maybe it's just not it. possible to do uh, an entertaining Moon Knight book. Oh, Moon Knight? You know, it and may not. Well, B- Bendis yeah. has proven that to be true. Oh, I mean, oh, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's just maybe it's just a dead character. Wow. Some characters are just it's not their Yeah, I mean, yeah. some characters just are have their time and then they move on. Well, that's yeah. that's the way I kind of felt with. Um, I mean, I didn't go three issues. I think I went two because. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just. It, this is a totally unrelated thing, but I, I for some reason when we just said I said what I said about characters being having their time it made me think of oh like some older characters that i'd like to have back which made me think of rom and micronauts and some of those guys and vince i just uh mile high which generally i'm not a fan of because i think they overcharge for anything of any real value but every now and then they um you know they have um uh every now and then they have uh you know pretty decent like uh deals and they're having a 50 percent off everything right now sale so if you're interested in like back issues and stuff it's actually pretty good so dude i just ordered up the entire Micronauts run, the entire Shogun Warriors run, uh, and I'm thinking about placing another order with a few other uh, gems from back in that little genre time period. Oh, but uh, yeah, unbridled creativity. Yeah. Where, no, where, when you I, said ROM, I, I, you don't have ROM. Uh, no, that's the thing. I have I have a chunk of ROM. I don't have all of it. Uh, I have a good chunk of Micronauts, I think. But um, but I, I I don't. I just they're all so cheap, and I was like, oh, you know, what? I'm just going to buy them on. You should. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I, I I got off on a tangent to my own tangent there. Sorry, but it's <laughs> uh, okay. Greg Hurwitz was the third Punisher Max writer. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Hurwitz started, then 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 mm-hmm. Wayne Strudinsky had the second arc, and then it was, and then the series wrapped up with Vigisler. Um, Look at that. There you go. All right, nobody, Chris. You 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 don't have anything else to talk about. Did I I'm talk good. about Lady Death more than Vince? I think you did uh, almost. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Werewolves, Werewolves and... another day. Yeah. 
That's cool. Went, Werewolves. Went, and you should really try it. Try the book. Seriously. Yeah, I, I, think you, I think. I think you would be. Are you going to reread those hundred issues again? I think you'd be very surprised at what you will encounter in uh, Lady Death. Okay. It's pretty classy. Surprisingly right. so. All right. Mar- and the, and the, art, the art is is nice. He, he, Marcello Mueller. Yeah. He, he, uh, Mueller. Mueller. Those those figures. I mean, everything everything looks right. It, it's just. I mean, my color own, art's it's, gorgeous. It's, color is nice. But, um, There's not a flat color in the batch. Everything's either a shade or a tint. It's it's full, f- uh, fully painted, beautiful color. I, I like the color a lot in this book. So there you go. All right, let's move on. Anybody see Fowler's Venom today? Uh, what? I mean, I've seen preview images of it. I haven't seen the actual book yet. Number three came out. And I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Is this a miniseries? Well, aren't they, well, aren't they all? <laughs> but are you saying... Is it, it was the book solicited as a no, miniseries? No. Oh, it's, so it's, it's an ongoing. Yes. Because it's really strange. At the uh, last page of this book, it says to be concluded. Now, I don't Maybe know whether arc. that... Right. Maybe as I say, I, I don't know whether it's the arc or if it's four is done, but uh, Tom wow, would know. Four-issue four arc. That's, that's unusual these days. Yep. And Tom draws Spider-Man oh. in this book. You're off really the well. Fucker. But yeah, it's nice to see Fowler getting his due, right? I mean, it's a long time coming. It's nice to see him back uh, yeah. doing a, a big book. So, oh, David, just uh, you had asked about Hulk. Um, the last issue did thirty-two thousand. So, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's number. It was number fifty-two for the month. Okay, All yeah, right. so. yeah, for a for second tier book, that's that's not bad. What? What? It's not, it's not He's book. mad because I called it a second tier book. Oh. oh. Vince should be getting you know, his his the f- Marvel's first family's been back on top for three months in a row now. Ah, oh, Vince is hating that he's busted up right now. I know, I know. I know. He's, he's well, I, like like you said with the um. <laughs> I guess I guess this kind of he just IM'd me. Like, well, what did he say? He said, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> the, um, since 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 dynamite was brought up and and you said you know how it was three times. About seventy nine. That's that's kind of. I didn't go through issues, but that's that's pretty much how I felt about the um, dynamite Vampirella. I, after I got the oh. second issue, I was like, yeah, this is. I I ordered the second only because I ordered the first. But by the time I didn't even bother to look for the third issue when uh, that that third month to, to order it, I was like, um, yeah. That is the one downside to pre-ordering is is when you when you get that first. That first issue's a thud, and you're like, "Ugh, I got uh, two more coming." Yeah, I'm, you know. I'm what what I usually I'm... find happens is I I will give the second issue a quick read through, like a cursory, like, "Oh, let me see what this is about." And if it looks like it's more of the same, I generally don't even ever get around to reading that third issue and just let it go into the ether into my stack. Right. But you know, every now and then, maybe the second issue keeps me keeps me going. But it's yeah, that's that you're always like, "Ah, oh, I got two more of these coming." I'm pretty much at the. Uh... Um, trades and digital at this point. I'm mm-hmm. I'm so so done with the with the single issues that I mean this week literally I picked up the the Strange Adventures and that will be the only single issue that I pick up this week and it's making my life much much easier. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, it's, good. You know, and I'd rather good. rather read them digitally and then and then get a trade at some point if if I think it's got rereadability to it. So it's it's gotten to that point for me. I just got too much crap. So 
Yeah. Well, see, I I try and live by that. Mm-hmm. But um, again, I found Parker's and Hardman's run on Hulk. See, I dropped the books. I wanted to switch to trades on the Hulk, and yeah. it was part of me that I knew I'd never be able to do it. So at right at the end of Dark Sun, right before Chaos War, I believe I chopped both titles and just walked away. And, and I've been waiting for the trades to come out, and for some reason Marvel's holding back on the on the Hulk trades. They don't come out with the frequency they did with the initial blast. You're right. Uh, so what I did today was I think this was my biggest. LCS week in a long time. I bought everything from. Comics on the Greens. Happy to hear that. I uh, know. Well, Dave's a good man, and he he did a, did me a solid, which even makes him a better man. So, um, I bought. Can't find a, a better man. Incredible Hulks and uh, the Parker Hardman Hulk from wherever. Whatever they numbers they were on when Dark Sun ended, straight on up. I think I came home with like twenty five books today. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, but I mean that's well, rare. I I won't buy many Marvel titles or DC titles in singles. Uh, I think the only other mm-hmm. Marvels I buy is like Annihilators, which is a mini series, and uh, this Venom only because goddamn I want to support Fowler because he's doing great work. Um, what else? I, I buy no. I buy Zombie in singles because it's great. But otherwise, I mean, there's not too much at at the big two that I can't wait for. Except for, I'm not counting Vertigo. I buy those in singles. You know it. Thanks to you and that American Vampire. Jesus. Oh, so good. Isn't it good? The, oh, uh, my the God. The cover came out this week. I can't wait to uh, jump back into it. You know, so and that's, what, that's one of those, you know what, because I, you know, I, I love Walking Dead, single issues, but I'm getting so much more. Um, if I want to read a lot of stuff in singles, I'll read it digitally and then get the trade. And there are those those few things that... You know, like American Vampire. I want to sit down and read that second hardcover all at once. And right. I haven't read any of those issues. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I actually, you know, my my recall is so bad that I'm reading less and just trying to pay attention more. I had so much fun just sitting down and reading Rebels last weekend. And I'm going to start reading Chew from, from the beginning this week. And so I'm going to read the the four volumes of of chew so Mm. well there's a little treat in in many dc books i don't know if it's going to be throughout the whole month but at least today there's a long advertisement for uh jj abrams and uh i think spielberg has something to do with it this the super eight movie that's coming out well they commissioned alex ross to paint a pseudo super eight comic book cover and uh, our buddy Tommy Lee Edwards illustrates one, two, three, four, oh, cool. five, six, six pages of a Super 8 comic. That's really? included, yeah, as an advertisement, I'm assuming. For it doesn't say anything about, um, you know, follow Super 8 in the soon to be published DC title. It looks like huh. it's just an advertisement to me. Submit your vision for this final panel to enter the Super 8 Comic Contest. You can win great prizes and have your illustration featured online. So it doesn't look like it's going to be printed as a Super 8 comic. It's just a pitch for the movie, uh, uh, an advertisement for the movie. And Tommy Lee Edwards illustrated it. It's gorgeous. Well, it's Tommy Lee Edwards. To say it's gorgeous is redundant, uh-huh. you know? So that's pretty good. good. And, and the, as a result, the DC books 
are really thick. Not only do you get that, but in the back you get, um, I think there's a, a preview in um, Zombie for something else that's that's tipped in. So Zombie's kind of chunky. No, there's not. I'm sorry. It's the Super 8 ad that's that's making it thick. But anyway, you get Alex Ross and Tommy Lee Edwards free in these DC books this week. It's in, it's, in a, right it's in American Vampire and it's in Zombie. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's nice. the only thing I didn't like about the uh, the Strange Adventures today is the uh, the fairly uh, hideous Green Lantern movie ad across oh, the top. Oh, across the top. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. Like, I, I said the same thing. Off my pulp hope cover, damn it. Right. You you you're I'm I agreed with you twice this episode. I know. It's it's fucking banner day, isn't Absolutely. it? Yeah. Mm. No offense to, to Mr. Tim uh Rackridge who's all over that Green Lantern movie. Someone I, that's after. fine, go have fun with it. I just got one word, ugh. Eh, yeah. You, you we'll never see. know. Go have yeah. fun. <laughs> I still haven't seen Thor yet. Yeah, I may get there one of these days. Yeah. Takes a lot yeah. to get me to the theater these days. Same here. Not if the name's Transformers three, buddy. Okay. <laughs> well, I gotta go see that because all that shit was filmed here in Chicago. Was it really? Yeah, I've got pictures. I got them pictures of uh, like overturned cars and shit from downtown. Wow! So, how big were the robots? Were they like <laughs> were they, apparently pretty pretty large for all of the all of the debris downtown? What do you mean? You didn't I, actually see the robots? I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that the robots are. <laughs> Actually, CGI events. No, yeah. no, they're not. Yeah. These things real, are like Santa Claus <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, we gotta take that back because we have we had a couple comments about and the, Jack uh, Kirby. the Jeebus um, bashing, which is not really, really what, yeah, that's not really what we do. We don't bash Jeebus. We no, just we, we just you know. Nah, Jason's the man, dude. He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. I put up with it every week, and so can you. <laughs> uh, that crossed pretty heavy there, make Eastman. Mickey Mouse, too? I mean, I don't know. Like, what's the... <laughs> oh, boy. And this, this sacrilegious um, sacrament has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Huge, huge, really big. Uh, biblical discounts. None of the above. Uh, no, your favorite funny books and collectibles. 35 to 75% off their selected items uh, each month and uh, shipped very promptly to your door at the frequency you determine. So you I are... I ordered a really kick-ass coffee mug. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got that giant size X-Men coffee mug. You are in control of the DCBS bus. You determine where it stops at your house, what it drops off, how much you're going to pay. You're, you're in control. So dcbservice.com. And in your travels, I'm a little late to the game because I just got around reading this. Y'all, I think you you talked about it a couple episodes back. But uh, if we never see another issue of this for a year, I will be perfectly happy based on what uh, this person has delivered so far. Nate Simpson and non-player. I loved this first issue. That that's good to hear, but it's also surprising to me only because I thought the art style was going to be something that you didn't you didn't groove on. <laughs> Sorry, no, I like it a lot. Yeah, it's good to hear. I wouldn't choose to work in this manner because I can only imagine how long this took him to draw. I know, right? It it's yeah. very detailed, but the drawing style is super solid. The colors are, are beautiful and I really like the concept. It's it's not just 
oh, it's a it's an MMORG world come to life. There's more to it than that, which yep. is yeah, it's a, I like it a lot. Non-player by Nate Simpson. Go get it. I like it. Wow. And it's image, so you know I ordered it. Yeah. Uh, a couple things. First of all, you guys had talked about it uh, at length uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, Will World came out today. Yes. Oh, finally so, came out. Yeah. Yep. So, so here's your chance if you missed it uh, the first time around uh, to go and uh, and grab the absolutely beautiful uh, Seth Fisher drawn Will World, uh, the Green Lantern. Uh, the other one is uh, going going way back to one of my favorite uh, image series. It was called Battle Him, cool. oh. and it, oh, nice. was, it was written by and Jeremy Hahn. And I say that now um, because Jeremy Hahn is a guy that I don't think that we talk about enough on the show. Uh, is a fantastic artist who has uh, really paid his dues through the industry over the over the last decade, and and is uh, was getting a fair share of mainstream work and signed a Top Cow exclusive. Well, Jeremy, uh, in addition to being a, a pretty awesome artist, is also a resident of Joplin, Missouri. And I just um, want really? Jeremy to know that that yeah. uh, that our thoughts and prayers are going out to he and uh, and the rest of the people in in Joplin uh, because that town just got absolutely wrecked this past weekend by uh, by a tornado that that destroyed you know about twenty five thirty percent of the of Dude, the the three, town so. three waves of tornadoes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and even more in the in the Midwest here. So, uh, so to Jeremy Hahn and and anybody else that's uh, that's been touched by uh, by these storms in the Midwest, our uh, thoughts thoughts and prayers are out to you guys. Now, has he checked in? Yeah, he's um, fine. Oh, he's fine. Okay. Yeah, he's he is he's okay. But uh, uh, it sounds like the devastation in that town i was yeah, he's on twitter and has been uh shooting pictures i actually just saw some stuff from his brother's house that got wrecked pretty bad and his childhood home was completely leveled uh i think his family is all safe and accounted for but oh, uh yeah it's pretty pretty horrible stuff so um have, yeah. have you seen the video um someone a, a survivor uploaded it to youtube it it's not so much the visuals that are really devastating it's the sound the, the these people are in a house and the tornado is, is passing over and they all go together and huddle into this room and the actually the video is black you can't really see all that much but you can hear this colossal just whirling screaming tornado just barreling over this house and the only, th I mean, the, the one lady's praying to, oh, please, Jesus, help us, Jesus. That's not the part. The, in the midst of this, this devastation and this crap, the one guy said, he just, he just, I'm assuming he just reaches out to everybody and just says, you know, I love you all. Well. Yeah, it's a really, I mean, it's not a cool video, right. but it, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's a heartwarming video that right at the, right in the stick of things, this guy would just, I mean, not even concerned about it. Whether he lives or dies, just just tell these people that he loves them. That's it. And then they all, yeah, I love you, I love you. And you hear, and the, the thing is shaking, and you never really see the aftermath because the video just ends. But you, the, the tornado passes by, and the lights are still out. But, oh, man, what a riveting experience. That, that son of a bitch was like two uh, two-thirds of a mile across. 
and just carved a seven-mile path through that town. Jesus. Insane. That, that, Insane. That's totally alien to somebody like me who lives in Pennsylvania. I, yeah. just, I don't even know what a tornado is like. Yeah. Uh, I, I grew up kind of at the tail end of, of Tornado Alley, and it's uh, uh, 1980. My uh, uh, my hometown got hit by one, destroyed my elementary school. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. Right the week after after school was was let Shit. out. Um, yeah, just absolutely. When you live in the in the Midwest, it's you know people on the West Coast worry about earthquakes, and you guys have hurricanes, and it yeah tornadoes are are pretty fucking frightening because they mm. they happen so fast. Oddly enough, there's a tornado sequence in. Um here we go again. Parker's Hulk, and you, and you know how the Hulk, you, you know how the Hulk uh, diffuses the tornado. It's Punched barreling it in the face. No, it's barreling down no. on this. On the, because usually in incidents like that, people tend to gravitate towards the public schools because the buildings are big, mm-hmm. and you know, and and that's where they congregate. Like that's that's where the shelter is. The Hulk just jumps up and claps and breaks the the middle of the uh, tornado, and it just falls apart. <laughs> Why don't we have weapons like that? Just huge, uh, even like a compressed huge air type. No, the we equivalent, the, the equivalent of something like that. Like just roll it up on a big truck, like those things that they always sent out after Godzilla. You know, those big, th- just blow a hole in the middle of the tornado. L across. Hey, people don't realize how fucking enormous these things are. I mean, well, I, I wish we had a Hulk sometimes to go out and take care of this shit, but unfortunately, we don't. Joplin could have used the Red Hulk. It's truth. Yeah. All right, David. Uh, oldie but goodie, and I will. Um, I'm gonna do my damnedest to have uh, to have a bunch of issues read for next week. Uh, the sixth gun. Ooh, you like that book a lot. I do. Great book. That's I don't the wanna, shit. I well deserved, though. Well deserved. Yes. Cool. I'm waiting. Be different. I'm waiting Let's for the inevitable hardcover. Uh, and. Right. Uh, Fucking pansy! Shut up, what uh, what what begins must also end. So in your travels, I alluded to it in the intro. But um, Mr. Thomas Yoli last year, I think in the summertime, launched a uh, a web comic uh, named American Barbarian. Um, I had a bit remiss in not uh, not reading it regularly, but I remedied that and read about two thirds of the entire run uh, this week. Um, and it's freaking awesome, dude. It's, uh, first of all, the website is, uh, is, is ambarb.com, American Barbarian, abbreviated AMBARB. Um, and, and basically it is, as people know from his Godland work, you know, Tom is, is an unabashed, uh, fan of Kirby, and, uh, his art is certainly uh, heavily inspired by Kirby. Um, this is his take on, it's a, a post-apocalyptic world, which is right up my alley. Um, there are barbarians that are somewhat of knights. They rule the the earth in 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 the in the almost as placeholders for a royal for a royal family. Um, there is a uh, there are seven brothers, one of which becomes the de facto head of the group. Uh, he's the hero of the group. Um, he drives a hatchback, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> is, is it a gremlin? <laughs> No, uh, no, uh, no, it's a little red hatchback. I don't know. It kind of looks like a gremlin, actually. Um, but it's just huge, crazy big ideas. I, I, this, you know, I, I introduced myself as Two Tank Omen, which is T W O dash T A N K dash 
H O M E N, which is supposed to sound like King Tutankhamun, you know, King Tut. Yeah. But it's uh, it's it's this giant, uh, almost like a um, celestial-looking villain that's that's like twenty feet tall, and his feet are giant tanks, and he's the head of this invading force. Um, It's just wonderfully creative, expressive stuff. Uh, Totally right along the same lines of what you'd see in Godland in terms of creativity and that kind of thing. Um, I just uh, I'm adoring it so far. Um, I can't wait to finish it up and catch up. Although I'll be sad that I won't be able to to keep going from there. But uh, it's just great. And what's also fun about it is, although certainly it's still heavily inspired by 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 Kirby, um, I'm noticing as he goes along here, he takes um, more liberties with his style. You know, he he definitely plays with it a little bit more, and and it's a little bit looser at times. It's it 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 it's uh, it, it's not as as classically Kirby as say Godland is which is amazing too so I'm not this isn't better or worse it's it's just different but it's kind of nice to see um uh, it seems like he's having a lot of fun with it so it's also beautifully colored um the uh, the barbarian brothers have uh red white and blue hair um streaked hair uh it uh, it's it's just it's it's wonderful and I'm not doing it justice cuz this is the in your travels part but uh I hope the other guys Take a peep of this, and we can roll back in a couple of weeks and talk about it because it's 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 just it's just wild fun stuff. So I'll do that. Um, but do, yeah. does he have pub, uh, plans to publish it? You know, that's a good question. I honestly do not know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, or you can yeah, come on Thomas the show and tell us. So, Tom, uh, let us know um, what what you're thinking there, or come on the show. Sure, and spin our so, heads yeah, around. So yeah, am, so ambarb.com, American awesome. Barbarian. Yes, David will add that to the uh, show notes when we're done. Yes. See, I delegating. You are. You're good at that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Telling what, people what to do. That's what I do. Point fingers and do it. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for being with us uh, again this week. And as usual, we'll be back next week, whether you like it or not. Suckers, join us. Won't you? Won't okay. you join us? Come Do it. Love it's you, Rogers. There. Say bye bye. Bye bye. Later. I want to talk for another hour. There's a lot about Lady Death I didn't get into. Why not? Because Chris wouldn't let me. Oh, please. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nice.